Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. Bird. Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, baldy! Yeah! Oh, well, good evening, good evening, and good evening. This is The Works with Mike, Pete, and Steve, GovsRadio.com. Thanks a lot, everyone, for joining in. Tonight, we are going to be live on YouTube. We are live on the Facebook. We are live on GovsRadio.com. We're live on Instagram. And we're live on a lot of other things later in the week when we finally get the podcast version. And then you pretend like it's live, okay? So you just pretend like, oh, yeah, look at them. They're live yet again. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. The Work with Mike Pete and SteveGoesRadio.com. We do have a very awesome brewery in the house tonight. We'll get to them in just a minute. But first, we must get to our sponsors. Steven, take it away with Rosie Draft Solutions. That's right. Rosie's Draft Solutions is a Long Island family-owned business that provides professional draft beer system services, line cleaning to maintenance, draft beer line system installs, event uh, dispensing solutions, and more. Uh, they are very passionate about craft beer and making sure it has the same quality as when it left the brewery, which is only done by one way, making sure that draft system is perfectly clean. Rosie's services bars, restaurants, halls, events, and all other beverage establishments, including home kegerator system installs and maintenance. Uh, they service the likes of WA Meadworks, Blue Point Brewing, Darling Brewing, 1940s Hop Winds, Marich's Field, and of course our buddies over at Hopscotch Bottle Shop. Hopscotch! You! Hopscotch! Uh, you can reach Rosie's Draft Solutions at Rosie's Draft Solutions at gmail.com. Or call them at 631-219-2075, Monday to Sunday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And if you mention the wart, you're going to get a little discount. That's right. Call Rosie's Draft Solutions. Tell Nick the wart sent you for your 10% off your service or hardware, rosiesdraftsolutions.com. Tonight, we are also sponsored by one of our new favorite little toys, Peter. Tell us a little bit about Beer Maker, buddy. Beer Maker. At-home beer making appliance, all green. It's delicious. I just... Uh... Finally carved up and refrigerated my, my uh, squeaky Kulsh. It's Ooh. delicious. Uh, it was easy. It was about 15 minutes of uh, fumbling around, watching some really informative YouTube clips, and then hitting a couple things on my phone. Awesome. Nick. I uh, use promo code THEWORKS uh, for a discount off your uh, your machine and first kits. And uh, it's awesome. Go watch them on Shark Tank. 
Uh, yes, two weeks ago. Not gonna deal. They got burned by how much money they asked for. <laughs> but it was a really good segment. Yep. And the beer is great. That's beer it. Maker. B-E-E-R-N-K-R dot com. And again, use promo code THEWART to, re- to receive 10% off your order. That goes for not only the device, but also all the kits in the future. Aaron uh, really did a great job with us. And then within a week, told us that he was going to be on Shark Tank. And we're like, you son of a bitch. You sneaky little guy. So this uh, it was great segment, like Pete said. And yeah, I mean, Mr. Wonderful was not all too thrilled about the, uh, the ask. The evaluation, that's correct. But otherwise, that, uh, they did a great job, and they really did sell it. They're also, uh, if anyone's looking to be an investor in this awesome thing, uh, go on to their website, and they have uh, investments options for you. They're not doing Kickstarter. They're doing like serious shares of the, the potential company. So check them out. Go to beermaker.com. Uh, tonight, we're also sponsored by VintageBeerClubShirt.com. VintageBeerClubShirt.com for your vintage shirt, shirt club needs. That's so hard to say. It's full of lowered. VintageBeerShirtClub.com. Type in WART, W-O-R-T, for a percentage off your order. Uh, tonight, we're also sponsored by Brewbag. Of course, it's getting warm out. It's getting sunny out. And who doesn't want to play beer pong cornhole in your backyard? Hashtag Yard Games. Go to Brewbag.com. We're going to be sporting the Brewbag down at AC Beer Fest. June 4th and 5th. We're going to be playing a hell of a lot of times there. But that is not the most immediate festival that's going on. Tonight, we have Rachel and I believe it's Ross, correct? From Oozle Finch. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. And thanks. I, I got you got in late and I was in the middle of the startup and I didn't say my proper introduction. Sorry. <laughs> no, quite all right. No worries. Um, and so you guys have a festival coming up. I want to get right to that because the first thing and I'll give you my whole backstory of how I got to discover you guys. Um, and I'm not the only one, by the way. I just I didn't find you. And that was the first time you became a brewery. Um, uh, but it was because of the amazing sours you guys are putting out there. The one that uh, I initially, I always go to an IPA to see what the brewery's all about, but my wife got a sour. I have it here, one left of the the pack that we brought home a few weeks ago, and I really want to get into these. So first, give us the uh, the overall idea of what's coming up here in the next few days for Sourfest. Um, Friends with Benefits, I believe it's called Sourfest. Is that a mule in the background? Is it a bird? So we, we, so we have a brewery pig. And, yeah, oh, uh, do you? Yeah. You know yeah, what? You're yeah. right. I had, wow. I believe I've seen so, those posts. Steve and yeah. I were so off. Yeah. Actually, I guess you were closer. You said mule. Mule is a farm animal, like a pig. Yes. She, she's not happy. You did that. Yeah. Was, you did that. It was Uncle Jed really having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> a tough time. Yeah, she. Uh, if if I don't get her home, usually by like five or six to to kind of see her dog, she doesn't uh, she doesn't fare well. So that's one fussy hog. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, oh man. man, you better get your pig home. Yeah, one of those like little like teacup pigs, or is it like are we talking like like a? Oh, uh, I wish she was a teacup pig. Here in a second, after we've had a couple a couple more drinks, I'll maybe I'll try and pick her up and show there you, you what Satan oh, sounds like. Man. Get those beer muscles together. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's awesome. Uh, All right, so tell us a little bit about the, the festival coming up, because I want to get that, not out of the way, because we're going to bring it up a little later, too, but I, I wanted to start with that, because it's the most you know immediate thing that's going to be happening with you guys in the next few days and you guys have been promoting it and showing it off and, and throwing out all the recipe beers that you guys are putting together give us a little rundown on how this festival came about how you're able to kind of break free of the uh the covid restraints and able to have this festival yeah so we um 
honestly, the festival originally was just going to be an online fest, which we started doing online fest last uh, last summer. We did FML Fest, uh, which, uh, you know, we were able to bring in a lot of killer breweries from across the country and ship out boxes to 10 different states. Wow. This one. Yeah, this one's going to be the same type of thing. Um, and we did do that and we put it on. And then about a month and a half ago, uh, the governor here in Virginia lifted uh, the restraints. And so we thought, you know, what better time to to kind of be the first at the punch to do a, yeah. uh, a hybrid online uh, physical fest. Um, we had already had 21 other breweries on at that point who were in the boxes. Um, now we're up to, you know, 41 breweries and, and ourselves <laughs> and, nice. you know, Crazy. yeah, some of the, some of the best hours from across the nation, um, are, uh, are going to be here and, you know, we've ordered separate beers from what was in the box. So if you had the box and, uh, you know, uh, you're like us, you know, everybody found out last minute that we were going to get to do this thing. So, um, we've got different stuff that's going to be available on tap here, uh, on, uh, Saturday actually. So, yeah. Um, so I had, I know like a lot of the governors around the States, New York, including this Wednesday, lifting a bunch of restrictions. Um, tell us, you know, kind of what you guys are leaning against here for the physical part of the brewery or the festival rather. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, uh, we have a massive field out front. We sit on the water and so it's, uh, uh, we have a great space to just kind of spread, spread out and have people out in an open, open air kind of environment. Um, you know, we we've uh, we we are taking a little bit more precautions than uh, what most other other folks are doing at the at the moment, especially with the governor kind of letting things uh, uh, open up. But um, <laughs> you we, don't want to screw this up and ruin yeah, it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And honestly, we're you know we're we're putting a cap lower than what the governor has uh, for our capacity. Okay. And uh, you know, we've got masks. We're going to provide to everybody. And, oh, uh, nice. You know, everybody will get a tasting glass that they can't use. They can carry it around, and uh, and then we'll be serving individually out of plastic cups uh, as they come up uh, to they make sure. Pour it in. Yeah, everybody's being safe there, and so we've got a uh, hand sanitizer set up everywhere. We've got, I mean, we've we've got a lot going on. We've got a a, a Tums booth that we're going to set up. So uh, with all the uh, all that all that lactic acid, everybody's going to be taking. I in. saw we'll, it. Uh, that, well, that that got me because you know I, I like a good sour, but I can't get like three or four deep in without having you know a little indigestion. I I have a yeah, really yeah. hard time with uh, with wine. I I do enjoy a good wine, but the tannins always give me the heartburn uh, yeah. and indigestion. And I love sours, but I'll I'll muscle my way through a sour in order to enjoy it. That post got I saw it was like a taco glass filled with tums, and I went, "This is great." Yeah, hey, you know, we had some people asking, you know, or making making com or uh, comments online, and so the marketing manager was like, "We should really do this," and I said, "I agree." And so uh, we actually, I, I bought the Tums today, and it was we were gonna get the little like uh, chalky ones, but Tums has this new like Starburst kind of looking fruity uh, candy one, and so we bought really? a ton of those. Yeah, individually wrapped like Starburst looking Tums, and so. Uh, um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, excited to try them out. <laughs> <laughs> Pop them like Skittles. That's yeah, great. Man, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, what goes better with a good sour than a nice right. little starburst of flavor? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That could be another beer coming up, you know. Hey, yeah. Hey, flavored. Hey, uh, you you got to run it through a Randall or something like that. <laughs> A sour through a Randall. Yeah, <laughs> of yeah, yeah. Tums. Of tums. <laughs> That's something Carton Brewing would do. We'll leave it to it would, them. Let them take care of it. would be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's uh, talk a little bit about the brewery because just to give people the picture, I know you mentioned you had this huge open space. 
Um, so I'll give you my background and how I uh, kind of stumbled upon you guys. And that's literally what had happened. We stumbled upon you. And then you can go ahead and, and fill in all the gaps. So I was down with my family in Virginia and Williamsburg doing the Williamsburg thing. And uh, we decided one of the days of the four days we were down there, just take a little trip. We we're going to probably try to head to Newport News. We didn't end up that far, obviously. Um, so we got down to the, the shore. We saw some uh, battleships. We saw some stuff in the harbor, some, I guess, military ships being uh, worked on. And then we started making our way, you know, a bunch of places and just like aimlessly going to places that would have water because we just wanted to go to a beach without going all the way down to Virginia Beach. And we ended up uh, seeing something on the map about Fort Monroe. And I said, oh, that's cool. It's an open, you know, uh, state park uh, idea that we can just drive down, head on onto the beach. So we did that. But on our way into Fort Monroe and down to the beach area, uh, we passed by your place. And at the time, it wasn't, I don't think, 100% open. It was like 11 a.m. or something like that. Uh, so when we passed, my wife went, oh, there's, there's something that just kind of, what well, we got to go check out what that was. Maybe it was a restaurant. We could have lunch. Okay, great. Uh, we spend some time on the beach. We uh, do the loop around and come back. And all of a sudden, the closer we got, I see the word brewery. I went, bingo. Bingo. Nice. It's 12 o'clock. Let me Google search them. And guess yes. what opened at 12 o'clock? Who's <laughs> Finch? <laughs> and uh, we were the first ones in there, pulled right in. Uh, you, uh, I, f I forget the bartender's name. I apologize. Uh, younger kid. Um, but he was great. He, you know, kind of walked me through a little bit of the menu, told us uh, a little bit about what the brewery is all about. Um, Rachel, I'm not sure if I met you, but I met another uh, brewer um, who was uh, peeling vanilla beans that day. And I just uh, stopped from. That's Bethany. Oh, it was Bethany. That's right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so I, I kind of walked by her and I said, oh, you know, this is this is awesome. You guys are like on an army base. Tell me a little about that. So she gave me some cool talking points we're going to hit tonight. And, uh, you know, the, the whole facility, I walked around a little bit, took some pictures, hung out outside, beautiful outside, like you said. So let's go backwards and, and tell us how this all became to be, especially where you have a brewery on a, a, middle, a military base, pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, uh, I was homebrewing at the time uh, and I was, uh, I was doing undercover narcotics here in Newport news. Um, I was, I was a detective there for a while. Uh, and those things go hand in hand. I, I was gonna say it's yeah. a natural progression, <laughs> yeah, you know, narcotics yeah, yeah. and then, uh, beer. <laughs> now, I mean, honestly, it was one of those, it was one of those situations where, um, you know, I went through a really crazy situation that, uh, was just, to me, I was like, this is not worth it anymore. And, and so my wife and I uh, were sitting there literally in the moment of this craziness. And, uh, and I was like, I'm done. It's not worth it. I'm not going through this again. Let's uh, figure out what we're going to do. And she's like, uh, I said, I've always wanted to open a business. What are we going to do? And she was, she said, well, you know, uh, what, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I'm passionate about police work and beer. And she was like, well, let's do beer. And that's honestly, <laughs> Hard to open Literally. a business with police work did unless you, you can be like you think the about starting your own police department. Was that hard oh, <laughs> to get down to that discussion? Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell you what, with the climate right now, I don't think it would be a good idea I don't know for anybody. I don't know if that's a profit center these days. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm so so glad I got out of it. But I um, mean, without without prying too much, Russ, um, was it something that was life threatening and it would just kind of change your mind about everything, or what was? I mean, yeah, you, well, it was, you can be yeah. general. You don't have to be specific. Yeah, no, I mean, um, it, it was life threatening and it was uh, something, you know, I called my wife from the ambulance, told her bye. And then uh, it was one of those things that uh, when I got to the hospital and I made it, I was like, hold on, don't oh. don't continue your, your thing, because my my camera paused. Frozen. It, 
It's it, frozen. Oh god, yeah, that was an awkward was, uh, moment for you to be yeah, smiling. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was frozen it, on me uh, smiling. Uh, I was gonna say you look so good though. You froze oh, a good no, moment. No, no. That was bad. My my camera froze for a second. I went, no, no, I'm frozen like this as you're talking about. <laughs> A terrible Let me moment. tell you about the worst day of my oh, life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was unintended no, for dude. sure. No worries, no worries, no worries, no worries. I'll just, I'll just drink some more. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, listen, I'm glad oh, that you pulled yeah. out of that. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are very glad you ended up brewing because, yeah. like I said, I enjoyed myself that day. So how'd you come to be at Fort Monroe? I mean, that's got to be this crazy, like, lucky thing because there's not too many buildings around there ready for yeah. commercial space. I mean, honestly, uh, I, I love the place out here. For, the fort is always uh, – I was in the military before I was a cop, and so I spent some time coming out here. And, um, you know, uh, my wife and I had spent a lot of time uh, out here on the beach. And uh, But it's uh, – um, they had just decommissioned the base, and I knew it had, it had been decommissioned. And my wife's father was best friends with – the person who honestly still runs the entire base and he hooked us up and wow. I pitched the idea of a brewery and, uh, and I mean, literally it was like two or three days after I went through this shooting, um, we were here walking around and looking at places and picking out what was going to happen. And, uh, and they committed to us right then that, you know, you're going to be our, uh, our brewery, let's make it happen. And, um, you know, we kind of got to a point to where we sold so many shirts and started such a big following online <laughs> that it was like, <laughs> yeah, if I don't do, do this, <laughs> yeah, if I don't do this, people are going to be pissed. And so we <laughs> did it. And, uh, I, I mean, honestly, over the years, we've, we've kind of, uh, developed, uh, who we are and, and, you know, about three and a half, four years ago, we decided, uh, that we, you know, uh, uh, Rachel was a part of this meeting back then. She was not head brewer at the time, but we had a, a bunch of us that got together and said, okay, uh, you know, what do you like about beer and, and what's our focus going to be? And at the time, everybody's doing hazies. And so, you know, of course, I was on the haze train myself and was like, this could be our focus. Yeah, but then honestly, it was one of those things of like uh, the – the brewer at the time didn't agree. Rachel didn't agree. Uh, you know, some of the other folks that were here didn't agree. And uh, the one thing that we all absolutely loved were sours. And uh, and we knew that we could do it better than most folks and that uh, we understood, you know, kind of the microbiology piece and um, better than, than most other breweries do. And so um, we chose that as our path and we never looked back. And, uh, and honestly, um, I can... You know, we've slowly stepped up our game over the course of the last couple of years. But what Rachel's been able to do in the last year for us uh, has been insane and, and amazing. And so uh, um, here we are doing sours. And uh, Rachel, of course, she's drinking a lager right now, as you can see. That's her choice, her choice liquid. So, uh, yeah, we um, uh, I cracked the um, the check pale lager. Check pale. Yeah, I think we all ah, the beer, lager. Yes. Sir. The check. Yes. Delicious, by beer, the way. And beer. Love it. <laughs> Love it. About that? I mean, you guys, I had a I had a hazy when I was there. So don't downplay it. You guys made a delicious hazy. I took a crowler yeah. home, enjoyed the hell out of that when we got back here. Uh, had, I think, two different IPAs there. You can still knock those out of the park. But I think, like you said, you're going to be known for these sours, especially now heading up to the Sour Fest with all these breweries and getting your name on the map that way. Um, Rachel, so you, you kind of stepped in here, uh, as Russ was saying, and, and kind of took over the reins. Uh, what was the conscious effort here for the, the sour program? Oh, goodness. Um, honestly, the original head brewer 
had really started it. Um, and I, I learned a lot of what I know now about brewing and about sour beers um, as a result of him um, and just studying under him for a year and a half or two years, I think it was. Um, so he really started the barrel age program. And then we, of course, do live sour beers. So um, unlike most other breweries um, who sour their beer, we don't kettle sour. So we don't kill off any of our bacteria. Um, so it kind of gives a little bit more of a complexity to the beer. And um, we use PDO and lacto instead of just lacto. Mm. Um, and just from, I mean, from the time that he left, we've kind of been developing flavors um, a lot more and just kind of running with that because we have a lot of the microbiology down as far as um, the bugs and critters that live in our beer. <laughs> I, I want to get into those those complex things because that was the first thing that caught me was the, the sour that we got that day we went down was a uh, chili, lime, guava... It was a really complex beer because it had still specks of the chili in there. It still had some natural ingredients. And that's really what did it. It really added that, you know, flavor profile. It wasn't over sour. It wasn't hot and spicy. It wasn't super sweet. It was a great balance. Um, so did the head brewer that was there prior, did he move on to another brewery? Or was he someone that just kind of shy, shied away from the brewery or... What happened um, there? Him and his wife had always dreamed about moving to the Midwest. Um, oh. So when he originally started as head brewer with us, from what I understand, Russ, um, he essentially signed on as like, I'm going to uh, be with you for about a year, two years max and kind of get the sour program started for you guys. And then I'm going to move out to the Midwest. So he works for right. Rally Farmhouse Ales now. Oh, yeah, I know that. Well, yeah. I've seen yeah, it's, it's killing it out there. I think he's super happy, and that's the area they've always wanted to be in. So, yeah, very cool. I mean, like I said, yeah. what what he probably set up for you, and then just kind of left in your hands. You really ran with all these complex flavors. The one that you sent us, uh, the chocolate sour. I'm I'm so interested to taste this. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta like clean my palate here. So I'm starting with the lager, and then I'll go a little more complex. The list of things in this. <laughs> and then it's a sour and not like a stout where you can just throw everything in the kitchen sink in there is going to yeah. be awesome. So I'm excited to try that. I want to really quickly go back uh, on the the um, the the brewery being at a site of a military base. What were the benefits that came with being on this base? Uh, from what I heard from Bethany was there was some really like, wow, really? You don't have to do that. Give us a little explanation of some of the benefits that the base brings. Um, I, I mean, honestly, uh, it, it's, it could be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. You know, for us, I think, uh, the base is protected now It's a national and state park. And so, uh, you know, nobody's ever going to come in here and put up a bunch of, uh, craziness. Uh, you'll never see this piece of land ever, uh, taken advantage of and left to kind of just go, uh, to rot. And so, you know, driving on the base Hampton Roads kind of has pockets um, of uh, just whether it's very populated or, uh, you know, the neighborhoods are just so diverse. And uh, when you come onto this base, it's almost like I grew up in East Tennessee, really small town. And so for me, it's just like that small town feel. And uh, and it's it's a protected small town feel um, uh, still very diverse on the base, but also um, just uh, a small community of, of folks. And uh 
Um, not only that, I mean, the history here, uh, there's so much history. One, uh, one of the first things Rachel did um, when she came uh, on as a, you know, she came in as a chemist or getting her chemistry degree in college. And I asked her to work the bar for a while to show me she wanted to be here. And she did. And then uh, as things progressed, she went from doing that to being our lab tech, from being our lab tech to our assistant brewer and from our assistant brewer to now our head brewer. And, um, and so, uh, one of the first really cool things that she did, uh, she, um, came in and we went over to the museum and we pulled out this, uh, civil war air dining room, Tiffany and co dinner chest that the general from the civil war, uh, that was stationed here at Fort Monroe, uh, used to take on with him on the campaign trail. They'd been, been behind glass for, I mean, longer than I've been alive times two probably, and, uh, maybe longer. So, uh, but Rachel pulled it out and swabbed it and uh, was able, I think she did 20 something swabs and pulled one swab that had uh, viable yeast on it. Wow. Um, and she was, yeah. <laughs> so she cultured that up and we have our own uh, proprietary yeast strain that, uh, that she cultured from a civil war artifact out of the museum here. And uh, Good Lord. <laughs> I want to, I want to introduce you to one of our local brewers, uh, Jamie at St. James. Jamie at St. James here on Long Island uh, actually dives to shipwrecks and finds old bottles, and he cultivates yeast off this. I'll send you a, a link uh, to the uh, Oozle Finch um, Instagram to show you some of the stuff he's done. Same That's concept. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, equally as amazing to find. Descent, right? Yeah, deep descent. But I say equally as amazing as finding a culture on a Civil War <laughs> war chest. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean that takes uh, a lot of biology. Uh, Rachel, give us cool, your give us your background. You said right. How did how did you even know <laughs> where to find the yeast? Where where is it hiding? Where are you? Is it on someone's chewed gum that they put under the desk? Yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the cool thing about it. And uh, when I joined on, like Russ said, I was bartending part time and also getting through school and then. <clears throat> learning a little bit about the microbiology behind it because I studied chemistry in college um, and with my chemistry major at my school I wasn't required to take any biology classes so I really didn't have a good understanding of um, that side of the science behind beer mm. but as I went through my senior year I started studying it more and when I graduated and started full-time with Uzel Finch um, I was like I really want to do this I know well, there's probably like a 75% chance we'll be able to find something that was either dormant and we can revive back to life or something that's just kind of been um, living there for that long. So uh, that's I was very lucky. They were always very open to giving me the, yeah. the things I needed yeah. to do my projects. So. What else are they going to let you have here? Here's a civil war musket. We got to find some. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. You'd just be, I'm going to take a trip to the museum uh, and find some yeast for our yeah. next group. That's uh, awesome. Uh, it was fun, man. They, uh, they honestly, at the beginning, um, I didn't think they were going to let us do it. We had, I'd been talking to, about trying to do something like that for a while. And, uh, and then, you know, the curator called me and was like, Hey, you still want to do it? And I'm like, of course we want to do it. And, <laughs> You know, Rachel was brand new to the lab and she was up for the challenge, man. And I know she she played at every one of the every one of the things that she pulled off that chest. And uh, mostly was it mostly mold, Ray uh, and uh, mold? Yeah, and just mostly useless. Um, we yeah, got one yeah. one strain back that I wasn't sure what it was at first. We use an auger that's differential. So it'll um, show you 
different types of growth on the plate for different bacteria strains or wild yeast strains. Um, but only one really popped up that was yeast. Um, so we pulled that off and sent it out and uh, had a local yeast place study it. And they said that it's just a wild Brett strain. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Was there any concern there was going to be a moment like out of the movie Aliens where you revived something? Have, <laughs> you brought something uh, back. Re- <laughs> horror on Fort Myers. Is that yeah, we, concern? Fort Monroe. So, Fort Monroe. So I can't lie to you. I've never yes. seen that movie. I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it's for a, the best. It's a, it's, a, it's a running joke in the brewery that Rachel hasn't seen most of the movies that we've seen because she's, <laughs> she's like 25 and oh, we're all, God. you know, some of us are a little older than that so yeah so, but, i mean uh, she's been too busy hitting the books she's done exactly yeah. what i would want my daughter to do yeah, and that is 100 percent. the only thing i'd have an issue with God, right off the awesome bat job though to have at 25 being right? a fucking head brewer that's uh, she was head brewer at, you were head brewer at 23 i think jesus so, wow. yeah. I, I mean initially as a, as initially as a parent i'd go um, that's what you want to do with the uh, $100,000 debt you have to college? Uh, <laughs> is yeah, that yeah. really going to pay the bills? Or I, I know uh, I know how so- cool brewing is. Yeah. But swabbing world, like, Civil War plates and shit, I find that even more interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd have, as a parent, I'd have to really sit down for the discussion of what exactly are your intentions yeah. on where you're going with this. <laughs> but you know well, what? Yeah, obviously you have uh, proven yourself at this point. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a story to tell. Rachel's dad's one of our distributors, so I think he's he's all about it. <laughs> my well, mom, then, my mom game on. so much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she probably yells at your dad, you're the one that got her into this. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know how that dynamic works. Are you kidding me? She's there at the brewery every day, throw out $300,000 in debt, and this is what she does. <laughs> Well, uh, listen, I uh, to to mom and dad, Rachel, uh, she's doing great. So just leave her alone. Let her do her thing. She's going <laughs> to pull this you, out and, and make it happen. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about because one of the things that Bethany brought up was uh, waste management at the brewery. And because it was a, a state or national um, park or, or land, uh, how that's all managed. Give us a little background on that. Yeah, and, so- uh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Go for it, Rachel. It's all you. Okay. Um, So we go through a waste management program called HRSD, and they essentially just um, strictly enforce rules and regulations on how we dump any of our chemical wastewater or even beer, um, because essentially anything with a pH lower than 5.5 or higher than 12.5 is harmful to the environment. Um, And all of the wastewater from our facility goes out to one drain that drains into the water that surrounds our area. Um, So they're very strict on we have to neutralize and bring the pH within that range every time we dump anything. So even even beer. You put it into a storage tank first and then neutralize it? Yep. We have have something similar here on, on Long Island. We have many breweries that have to, any wastewater that comes out, um, has to go into a tank first mm-hmm. and then it'll either get uh, trickle fed back in with fresh water um, or the same thing uh, some chemicals will be added to neutralize or or you know bring the pH up or whatever whatever you know they they deem fit uh, for yep. the water exactly interesting 
Yeah, I, I found that because I, I asked, I think, about sewers on, on the island because it is kind of an island. You're crossing a bridge to get over to it, yeah. and there are, there are no sewers. So everything would either have to go into the water or it would have to end up uh, being transported by truck out. So that was that was an interesting kind of subplot yeah. here, what I was trying to we, find I mean, out about the brewery. Yeah, we do we do have sewer a sewer, and I say this uh, cautiously. The sewer <laughs> system here was, I mean, I, it was put in place when, you know, it was copper or, or uh, I don't even know what it was that they put in all the pipes back then. But I mean, literally, excuse me, I live here on the fort as well, and so we'll turn our water on at home, and you got to let it run for a little bit, oh. otherwise. <laughs> Otherwise, you get a little brown coming out of the water. And so, you know, it's it really is a sensitive uh, thing here on the base just because yeah. because it's now protected. There's no really uh, revitalizing those things without wow. a major cost involved. And so and so they are maintaining it as well as they can. And so for us to, you know, to take a 70, 60, 70 year old system and throw uh really low or high ph um you know liquid through there it's 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 going to do a lot more damage than what you're going to see out in town and so um but yeah they they're they're strict on you know overall in hampton Roads period because everything is historic out here but uh but here on this base you know the base is is a 300 year old fort um <laughs> that uh has more history than uh, a ton of history so um yeah. have you uh, seen ghosts yeah Funny story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, Steve? I didn't catch this question. I said, have you seen any ghosts? Ah, yeah. I'm assuming there has to be some sort of paranormal activity there. I watched a horror movie yeah. the other night. Can we not? Can we skip this subject? No, you deal with it. You're, 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 you're a man, Pete. Hey, I'm we... not when I'm watching horror movies. I know. No, I'm, I'm, an eight, I'm an eight-year-old child. <laughs> I'm very fragile. Thank you. <laughs> we did have uh, ghost hunters come out here about two years ago. Get out of here! Uh, wow. Yeah, no, they so they walked the brewery. They did my house too, and they found like three. <laughs> apparently, there's three ghosts that live in the brewery, um, and so we're. What uh, are their names? What did they tell you their names? Mo, Larry, and Curly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not Norm. Not the, from yeah, I think all the guys that were uh, a part of it there, um, I think there were probably four or five guys and, and uh, one or two uh, girls that were a part of this team. And they were awesome. And they were coming up with all this really cool stuff. Then they brought in a medium and the medium was like, uh, you know, saying stuff like, well, I think his name's John and his name's Luke. And uh, his name is Peter. And so, you know, it is we we go with it. And uh, we have had situations here. Um, you know, we've got it on video where two things on video. One where um, something slapped the lights that were hanging on on the uh, ceiling here. And there's nothing. I mean, it was slapped so hard. There's no way anything else could have done it. And all the people were on camera at the time. So uh, we've got that on video. It's pretty creepy. And then our. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'd be gone. That's it. <laughs> I slapped the fucking for sale sign on the business so quick. Yeah, the, the the craziest one I think that we've seen oh, that's, is that's uh, the crazy one. No, 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 well, so we've got all these cameras all over the brewery, and uh, one night the staff they were all here cleaning up, and uh, you hear it clean as clear as day. Our our manager or our taproom manager, his name's Paul. And uh, you hear something come across the camera. It says, Paul, 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 three times, clear as day. And he even is in the back and he like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Who, who called? Yeah. And he's like walking through the brewery trying to figure it out. 
and we thought it was one of the workers messing with it. And we back yeah. watched the camera and you can hear it on all the cameras. There were two people sitting inside. We were closing at the time. So we had two people sitting inside. They didn't say it. And then the three workers that were here were all on camera and they didn't, you can see their mouths not move, but it's clear as day says, Paul, he answers it and then accuses one of the bartenders of messing with him. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, so we've, we've got some stuff that goes on here. Um, I'm That's not cool. sure how I feel about it, but so, yeah. imagine, imagine coming into a double brew day shift at like three, four in the morning. Like that. No, no, <laughs> not good. <laughs> you put the blinders on and just yes. like, <laughs> headphones in, headphones yeah. in. Somebody <laughs> So when you when you drive around the base, there's a bunch of old bunkers that are abandoned and you can't get in. They're kind of closed up. But those were where I guess the guns used to be to protect the mm -hmm. base. Um, so, you know, there's a, a ton of old history there. And even uh, I, if I recall, one of the the crawlers that I got had uh, I think it was an old map of the area as the label. Yes, Russ, you might actually have it because I'm assuming you use it. But that's oh, the cool. one. Look at oh. that. How cool is that? Well, well, there it is. Well, okay. you got it. But that's the one, yeah. So they used it as a label for their crawlers, cool. and it was really very cool. Yeah. I was sitting there just looking at it the whole I actually might have saved it. I have it somewhere here. So we really not to save it. We bought that digital copy for like 20 bucks, and then somebody hit us up at the brewery like a month ago and said, Hey, you want the original? And we're <laughs> yeah, really? we want the original. original. Yeah. Yeah, so he brought it by with a frame and everything, gave it to us. Uh, well, we bought it off of him, but yeah, it was pretty cool. 19, 1933 uh, uh, map here. But. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And those are usually hand-drawn. That There's no digital Photoshopping oh, yeah. going on yeah. then. No, 100%. That's really cool. I mean, the, the yeah. history of, of the, uh, the island and everything that goes on there, it's got to be kind of almost enriching to have you know everything there for you um, and, and to be able to, you know, uh, I guess, highlight that through the yeah, brew, bring it back to life and i think probably your ghosts are appreciating you know the revitalization of the yeah. history you know the uh, the staff makes fun of me because i could go on forever and ever and ever about the history of this place because it really is so amazing but you know it's to the i will tell you one thing really quickly as fast as i possibly can but no the take your thing, time we have all the time in the world uh, i want to hear history hey, i like history Watch Rachel. She's going to have a beer gone in like two minutes because I'm telling this story. Uh, no, uh, the coolest thing, one of the coolest things about Fort Monroe and a lot of things that folks don't know about this place is uh, um, it really was the start of one of the most horrific things uh, that uh, our country has has uh, known and seen, especially a uh, really hot topic um, justice issue today, but also it was uh, the beginning to the end of that as well. And so our island is super small. I mean, you're talking, yeah, uh, you know, a mile long, uh, if you're lucky. Uh, I'm not sure how, how long it actually is, but probably a mile at most. And uh, but, you know, when uh, when the first uh, Africans were brought to the United States against their will, they the first Africans ever brought to the U.S. as slaves stepped foot onto Fort Monroe soil on the beach out front. Wow. Um, really? And then, yeah. And wow. then at, and then the the general who racial pulled the uh, yeast off the chest uh, in the Casemate Museum, General Butler, um, he was the general that made a decision during the Civil War called the contraband decision, which basically there were uh, three slaves that escaped from uh, Sewell's Point across the across the bay, 
uh, came over on a raft on Fort Monroe and the, and the Confederacy basically said, it's federal law. You got to give us our slaves back. This general said, you know, you succeeded from the union. You're no longer bound by, by federal law. We don't have to give you anything. Um, and said that these, uh, these people are, are now contraband of war. Not a great solution, obviously, uh, fast forward to where we are now. And, and there's been major steps and still major steps being done. But at the time, um, it really was uh, the first moment in which um, uh, uh, it kind of started the whole process that ended in the Emancipation Proclamation. And um, Fort Monroe was uh, after that decision was made where uh, freed slaves from or where escaped slaves from the south could become contraband of war here on Fort Monroe. Hmm. Um, it uh, it started a movement to Fort Monroe and there were over 10,000 slaves that were that had made their way through the Underground Railroad to Fort Monroe, um, and it was called Freedom Fortress. And so to know that something so horrific um, and really devastating to so many people's lives started uh, on the soil here on the beach, and then a couple hundred years later, uh, it the beginning to the end started on that very same beach, which is less than a mile long, is... I mean, like literally every time I talk about it, it gives me chills. And, uh, yeah, that's freaking cool. and so it's, uh, it's just a cool little thing. You know, Harriet Tubman was a nurse out here, uh, for the, Underground Railroad. yeah, yeah. So, um, all kinds of, all kinds of history out here, uh, bad and good, you know, after the civil war, uh, Jefferson Davis was imprisoned out here, um, in the casemate walls where you walked and you said where the guns and stuff were, yeah. uh, he was, he was, he was imprisoned inside the walls there. And so, uh, um, a lot of a lot of really cool cool history that comes along with this place, um, but just that uh, that connection, um, you know, is uh, is cool. And you know, stories that we wanted to tell when we started here, and that, you know, that was kind of our goal, and uh, uh, was not only you know showing appreciation for people, appreciation for beer, but also that appreciation for history and and our local community. Now, speaking of the story, uh, you have a fairly lengthy story about what Oozle Finch is. Um, because it does mean something. And my wife sat there (laughs) outside the building and read the whole thing. I was too busy pounding delicious beer, Uh, (laughs) but she took a picture of it and I read it later. It's pretty cool. So tell everybody about the the background of what Oozle Finch is. Yeah, so uh, again, long story short, hopefully short. Um, Oozle Finch, it was at the time a secret society uh, here on the base uh, back in the early 1900s. 1905, uh, there was a drunk officer that walked outside the officers club, which was in the same casemate walls that, that, you know, uh, Jefferson Davis was in prison. In. And, uh, and so he walks outside, sees this bird, uh, no feathers, uh, flew backwards at mock speeds, red bloodshot eyes, no eyelids, uh, long, long giraffe like neck. Um, and so he explains it to everybody and he was a storyteller. His grandfather was a storyteller. And so, you know, obviously probably wasn't true, but, um, he, uh, <laughs> my kids are out here now. There you go. Um, they heard Oozle Finch, they know what yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we changed our name to Oozle Finch Beers and Blending, and my, my oldest son, he couldn't say craft, he says crap. So when he says, <laughs> we used to be Oozle Finch Craft Brewery, and he's still to this day, he's like, I'm going to Oozle Finch Crap Brewery. <laughs> harsh, he's a harsh critic. Yeah, <laughs> he did. But yeah, it makes so him be better. It makes Russ be a better brewer. <laughs> He got a, I got a love note. So, we're oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, Kids are the best. I know they're great. Uh, um, so, uh, I don't remember where I was at. Well, Oozlefish, <laughs> right? Just the, the, the drunk bird outside. With yeah, no drunk feathers. bird, drunk bird. 
So anyways, it became a joke in the officer's club. The officer's club then kind of took it in as a mascot. Uh, some officer's wife found a uh, statue out in town, a small little figurine that looked like uh, what this officer had been talking about for a few years. Really? They, yeah, they bought it, brought it in, put it in a glass case on the bar. They had all these weird customs like if you wanted to take the shortcut through the bar, you had to buy the Uzelfinch a beer. And then <laughs> it it literally like turned into this uh, secret society called the order of the Uzelfinch. And uh, they were committed to three things, which was um, uh, drinking, gambling and roasting each other, which we thought were pretty, pretty appropriate. Yeah, um, and then uh, they, you know, they had their own coat of arms and everything on the bottom of the coat of arms in Latin. It, it's uh, it means uh, what the hell do we care? And, uh, and so, you know, it was just like a, a, yeah, a fun little organization, but they kept it or they took it really serious. There's like hidden oozle finches in the, in the building ironworks around the base and stuff like that. And so, you know, it was a serious thing, uh, up until the fifties and, um, we were researching the base, figured out about it, uh, looked up the bird and it looks stupid and crazy. And we thought, <laughs> we thought that's a hell of a mascot. And, uh, you know, we had an attorney research it for us and there were no trademarks, uh, on it. And, uh, I, I wonder why not. Yeah, and there are now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got it. Anyways, yeah, I mean, so, it, uh, that's it's the not quick the story. prettiest of birds, but it's the it's a great standout brand for sure. And I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's you know with the huge like six foot oozle finch bird you have in the brewery, <laughs> very photographic. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It definitely stands out. And again, you use it in silhouette form here on a lot of your beer cans. I want to talk to you about all the artwork and everything on here. But uh, Steve, before we get a little more tipsy, because I'm cranking into this hazy uh, and it's delicious, but I want to uh, get you your your very well dues with your questions because we have a brand new, brand new oh, jingle jingle for oh, Steve's three questions, and it's the uh, the grand debut. We'll call it. All right, so here it is. <laughs> A very special presentation. Three questions with our very own Steve Pominski. Yeah. Steve's questions. Three questions from Steve. Three questions. Steve's questions go. And there Love you it. go. Right. Fucking great jingle. <laughs> great jingle. Okay. All right, so uh, I, I ask uh, all the brewers that come on, owners, uh, these three questions. I used to give them all three at once, and with all the drinking going on, uh, you usually forget the first, you know, second, and third. and <laughs> Forget it. Forget them all. <laughs> so the first question, and, and Rachel won't understand this, but is, what is your quest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she pop culture is references. Old movie. Oh, is it Princess Bride? Oh, that's not a bad guess. What, not a bad sounds guess. Sounds like it. Yeah. What is the average airspeed velocity of a laden swallow? Yes. <laughs> no, those are not the questions. Those are the warm-ups. Uh, okay. So question number one. What was that first beer, that craft beer, if you want to call it, that opened your eyes to what was out there other than Bud, Coors, and, and that stuff 
What was Rachel, that? Rachel, we'll start with you on that one. You said, oh, man, I, I got to know what, what, what crepe is all about. Okay. Um, so my story is a little different because my dad has worked in distributors my whole life. Um, but he started off with Anheuser-Busch when I when I was like old enough for him to, you know, hand me some beers in the garage every once in a while. And, uh, and Two? that was like straight Bud Light. And then he started working for Hop and Wine. Um, and the first craft beer I had where I was like, this is really good. And I could get into this was uh, Dogfish 60 Minute. You, uh, you. That's Mike's go-to. That's my go-to. <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, let's see. What what do I have here? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I have so many dogfish things. Oh, it's over on the wall. It's on pins. I can't do it. Sorry. Yes, so I, I, would, I love me I some dogfish. Drink- I drink IPAs like exclusively for a few years after that until, I mean, in college I would drink Land Shark and basically any cheap beer I could get my hands on. Yep. There you go, Rachel. As, as one does in college. Yeah. There's a 120. <laughs> I've been aging this for three years. This is a 120. Oh, really? Yeah. What year is it from? Uh, well, uh, three years. It's probably more than that now. It's probably four years oh, okay. at this point. So we're talking 2017. There's some sediment in there. It's it's going to open probably well beyond 12, 15%. I'm going to say it's going to be probably like a, a barley wine by the time I open this thing. I was, yeah. I was just up. Uh, I was just over at Dogfish Head, Dogfish Head about a month ago, and I purchased a 2014 uh, 120. Ooh. Nice. nice. I wish I had so, a date on this because I really don't uh, honestly we're remember. For us to kind of get together so we could crack it and old. Oh, we'll do both. We'll do a comparison, mine versus yours. So uh, I'll tell you um, a story about how spoiled I am in the beer industry. Because <laughs> um, my dad took us, like me and my whole family, about five years ago, no, four years ago, to Dogfish Head, like the original one. Yeah. Um, and he knew one of the managers that worked there. So they fed us all this huge lunch. And then they let us walk away with like a six pack of 2007, 120. And we cracked it open that night and I couldn't drink it. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. It was... it's, that's a tough one. If it was, it was tough. so five years ago would have made it what? 17, 16. So it was already nine years old. That's yeah. that's tough. That yeah. I mean, I, even I will have to have like a little sipper of that. It's not something you can really drink. <laughs> I like. for sure wouldn't have. No. Oh, but it's it's one of those things where you do it for the nostalgia, not so much for, for exactly. the drinkability at yes. that point. One hundred percent. Oh, never, that's got to be great, though, to have a, a father, though, as a distributor that kind of has the connections. You can kind of get in wherever the distribution goes and get yeah. the behind the scenes. That's awesome. I was, yeah. gonna, I was thinking you were going to say, like, I had I had dinner over at Sam's house. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I just sat that. down with the whole couch, own family, and just drank and had uh, <laughs> shot the shit. Yeah, we, we actually brewed, like, a, a small batch of beer in his garage. It was all yeah. That's pretty cool, though, either way. I mean, uh, it, yeah. we didn't really get the, the back... Uh, the backstage view, but yeah, I mean, it's a very open brewery too. So it's, it's a very cool place. Love that place. Yeah. Uh, Russ, how about you? Yep. Um, I have a couple different answers, I think, cause there's, so, they all kind of like just blend together um, back during that whole time. But I actually dogfish head was one of my good favorites. And I, I brewed my first uh, all grain recipe in the dogfish head pub parking lot with one of their brewers. And <laughs> really? so, 
Yeah, yeah. Get I saw. Dude, I couldn't sleep, and I was on the internet at like two a.m. and I just I got this Mister Beer kit, and I'm like, you know what? Yes. I don't want it. Yeah, so I did my Mister Beer kit, and it tastes like garbage. And I'm like, I want to make real beer, so like, <laughs> let's let's see what to do. And I got on. I mean, Dogfish at the time was like major, and so I got on their website and just looking at some beers, and then it was like. They literally had posted it probably right before I got on there. And uh, it said first 10 people to sign up. And I signed me and my oh. brother-in-law up. Boom. And we, and we got on. And so uh, that was a, that was where I learned how to brew uh, all-grain recipe there. And I also had some really weird dessert. Uh, what was it called? God. The beer or the actual like physical dessert? No, no, no. It was food. It was disgusting. It's like the insides <laughs> of all the animals or whatever. Uh, oh, what um, like haggis. Haggis? No. no, no. It's a monkey brain. What's the monkey brain? Like? I don't know. What it was like. Uh, I mean, I don't eat pork anymore because you know she gets mad about it. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, it was it was like all the innards of whatever's left over. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, Scrapple. Scrapple. Sweet. Oh, Scrapple. Yeah, oh. there you go. Oh, oh. I was gonna say sweetbread. Sweetbread was the other one. I was a, thinking is that a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh thing? Scrapple. That's I, a Pennsylvania thing. I feel like never heard of it. Thing, never heard of it before yeah. in my life. And yeah. I brewed my first all grain brat batch and ate Scrapple in the uh, dogfish parking lot. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, back then, um, let's see. I mean, honestly, the ones that really changed my life, I think, was uh green flash west coast hmm. which very quickly turned into green flash palette wrecker which <laughs> i never never put down uh palette wrecker um the other my go-to back then though was southern tier two-time ipa oh yeah um Classic. which was phenomenal and their pumpkin was the first thing where i kind of drank something that was odd and i was like this is really damn good and uh and so i would if i had to pick a brewery that kind of changed my world it, it was probably southern tier and dogfish head both yeah nice those are good ones uh, Steve, question number two question number two uh and this one's uh, kind of easy for some people but what is your favorite style Ooh. well i can almost guess is it rachel's it sour <laughs> 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 I, that's why she's uh, that's why she's got that smile on her face it's that it's that good old check bills yeah yes my favorite oh. style all time like the beer i would go to to drink at every brewery if they made it would be a schwartz beer oh, nice. yes and by the way your schwartz beer is is very delicious Thank you. Delicious. That was that the, one of the ones I brought home. style. Hell yeah. And we yeah. love our dark lagers. Love our yeah. dark lagers. And I was it. the first thing I saw on there. I went, that's coming home with me. Pete will appreciate <laughs> it. Steve will appreciate it because we don't get it as much here. We only have like one or two breweries around here that kind of make it on yeah. the regular. And yeah. they're good, but you don't get that, you know, variant of, of what other places can make. Delicious. Excellent beer, Thank by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Loved it. God, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love I love those, and then you guys are all her. You guys are all her new favorite people. Oh, dude, we love it. I think I might actually have the picture of it somewhere on our Instagram feed. If you go into our our beers, it's definitely in there because I definitely posted that one because it was. I even sent it to these guys. Like, did you guys crack open those Schwartz beers yet? Because they were delicious. Yeah. Thank you. But it's a great style. A great style to like. I agree with yeah. you 100%. Russ, what about you? Good Lord. Um, so 
I'm I'm the reason that we do a lot of the weird, crazy, uh, heavily fruited um, kind of things. And so, honestly, I, I mean, it sounds kind of fanboy and whatever, but I, I really honestly love some heavily fruited like pastry sours. And so um, that's my thing right now. I've been on the kick for, you know, a year or two now. So I think. Uh, so you don't like 450 North at all? So you want to hear a cool story? <laughs> oh, wait, go. wait. It, does this end with any of those beers exploding at your brewery? God, took the words right. I hope not. I <laughs> hope not. Because that is a tough style to keep in those cans and shipment. That's for sure. Yeah. So my my wife just opened her own distributorship, uh, literally a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and so she uh, she brought in 450 North, <laughs> and so we. Uh, I can't say we, it's her, her thing, 100%, because Virginia does not allow breweries and uh, <laughs> distributors to mix, but um, put them. Yeah. she ordered. She, to have children she, with them. You know, I was on edge for all last week because she ordered two pallets. I mean, like, is probably $18,000 worth of uh, 450 North. That came in on an unrefrigerated. Uh, God, that's yeah. all I know about that brewery is their fucking beers explode. Yeah, like, that's, well, that's we, the only thing we spent. <laughs> like, they make sour beers, slushy sour beers that you know are famous for fucking exploding. Yeah, yeah. we we have yeah we have we've had some explode as well, but it doesn't go over <laughs> like it does with them. So yeah, exactly. Um, you fly we, on the radar uh, that one. But honestly, we we paid extra money to get them to drive it overnight here, and they all arrived Good. completely no, not even swollen. So I'm like, they're in the cooler, right in the walking, right in the walking, get in there. They're, they're in the walking. We're about to we're about to to uh, bring some 450 North to Virginia for the first time. So that's awesome. And by and by we, I mean her. Uh, and <laughs> well, they're at Sourfest, right? So I'm, I'm assuming they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for Sourfest yep. to get it out in the yeah. boxes. And are they yep. are they pouring as well live? Uh, they are not coming down for it. We okay. do have, I think, sixteen or seventeen breweries that are going to be here for it. Um, cool. They're 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 not one of them. Yeah, you but, know, um, it's a tough trip from where they are to yeah, where you are. Yeah, yeah, I would just have to take one of those cans and put it out on a rock in the sun and and time, time it. it and see just how a, long it took before it took. Off into the stratosphere right. <laughs> we honestly we've had some of those so literally <laughs> we one of the beers that i had this idea to do um back at the end of last year was uh i was reading my son this um uh hungry caterpillar book have you guys, have you guys oh, yeah. read the hungry okay so yeah oh, sure so um i had some staff members that never heard of hungry caterpillar and i couldn't believe it but uh it's a new we, generation uh, thing yeah, man. So we uh, we did this hungry caterpillar beer where we we literally put everything the caterpillar ate into the beer and we did it in the same proportions that the caterpillar ate it. And um, but the bad thing about that is when you uh, when you use you know uh, four drums of fruit in a thirty barrel batch, uh, it <laughs> um, and your and your back sweetening it, it uh, everything likes to explode. And so we we're trying our own pasteurization process. You know, we thought we could save the money and 
make uh, sorry not we it was a totally me thing i'm not gonna put this on rachel <laughs> rachel's going i i completely said no 14 times and you still went through with it <laughs> she, she was like that's gonna add six hours to my day and i'm like i'm so sorry can we try it before we spend one hundred thirty thousand dollars on a pasteurizer so. Jesus. but um and honestly, we sent that beer out, and uh, and it started exploding on us. Exactly the mm. same thing. And, uh, we uh, didn't even we didn't even get to sending it out the night after we canned it. The low fills were exploding everywhere. <laughs> wow! The and low so, fills were. So get yeah. this. Russ uh, is dude. like, Russ is like, let's try pasteurizing it in the can. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and, you're going to tell this story? People are going to think we're such amateurs. <laughs> He's like, listen. He's like, listen, just put the cans in a, in a tank. We'll put some hot water in there. We'll pasteurize oh, it. And I'm like, it's like 9 o'clock. I'm like, cool. Got it. Done. <laughs> and then they all start exploding in the master. <laughs> so I was doing research on, like, flash pasteurization. And okay. they're like... They're like, oh, you can get it up to these temps. And I'm like, well, if it's a flash pasteurizer and it gets it up to those temps, it should be fine. So I told Rachel, I'm like, let's just throw in the mash and we'll turn the hot water on and <laughs> soak it in hot water for however many minutes until we get the pasteurization units we need. And then we'll take them out. I showed, So I had something going on that night. I don't even remember what it was, but I, I walked in and she's standing there just furious and... <laughs> There's beer cans popping out of the, uh, and I'm just like, oh, uh, oh man, I felt so bad. But you anyways, almost lost the head oh. brewer that night. <laughs> <laughs> Need, needless to say, the next day we ordered a pasteurizer, yes. which we which we now own, and hopefully our cans won't explode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have an experience. Uh, so uh, we, my my old brewery, we. Rudabiri was a French toast uh, stout. Ah, yes. Called, called Raiders of the Lost Dark. And, <laughs> and this, cool can. this company orders like, you know, a whole pallet of it and we sell it to them and they had it in the cooler for a little bit. And we, same thing, back sweetened it, the whole works. And then they put it out on, right on the floor, right in the middle of the store. And uh, probably about a week later, I get a call. Uh, you need to show up here right away. We got an issue. As I was walking in the door, I could hear. <laughs> and all I could see was this puddle coming me down the aisleway. Of the I, I can't tell you how familiar that sound has been the last year. You got to tell this, Rachel, tell the story about the raspberry drums. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, so uh, we started ordering fruit from uh, this place. They don't pasteurize all their beer, like not, or not all of their fruit is aseptic. Mm -hmm. um, and they shipped us this, this drum or this pallet of fruit. And I was like, we're just going to leave in the back. Our cooler is completely full. I'd rather put my beer in the cooler than the fruit. Oh boy. Um, my first mistake there. Um, so essentially we're all sitting in the office. <laughs> minding our own business and literally a gunshot sound like goes off and we're all like <laughs> so we're like we're like rooting through the brewery like trying to figure out if it was multiple cans or if someone's hurt um and i go over to the pallet of fruit and the top of the drum had like bulged out and like completely popped off 
Oh, did it break any of the clamps, any of the hardware? It broke the clamp that was oh, keeping the so top on. It wasn't. It wasn't any of our tanks. It was the actual drum that the that's, fruit was delivered in. That's gotcha. How pressure built up in that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine I mean, opening it, that? You shouldn't have. Uh, yo, if you open that, it would have on you. It's. It sounded like a bomb. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, said, I I told them. I said, drag those. Th- we got to get them in the cooler to cool the other two off before they explode. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, I went in there and drilled a hole in the side of them to let the air out. But then, you know, we were like trying to figure out. Actually, it's this beer right here, the uh, che- raspberry cheesecake. Ah, and so, and so, literally, you know, I'm trying to figure out what we're gonna do with this. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of raspberry. You know, three drums of raspberry that we're not gonna be able to put in a beer now. And then I'm like, Rachel, let's just taste it. You know, it, before we got a pasteurizer, we were, you know, we were allowing it to fully attenuate anyway. So right. whatever yeast was in there, we were utilizing, and it was it was going to take off, but. So, uh, she came up after she opened them up and we were getting ready to, uh, you know, do the cheese, the cheesecake additions. And, um, and she tried it and she was like, I don't think it's that bad. And I tried it and I'm like, honestly, that fruit was, it it was some of the best wild fermented, uh, stuff that I had tasted. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, I I hate to even use this word, but there's a lot of wild fermented stuff that you taste and it's like fecally, which is just like absolutely disgusting and so um you you didn't get that at all it was a really clean like wild fermentation and so Mm. you know i told told rachel i was like let's uh you know let's just tell them that we wild (laughs) we wild fermented the raspberry (laughs) turning lemons into lemonade yeah 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 we (laughs) we made a uh we made a cheesecake beer but first we wild fermented the raspberries and then we added it (laughs) Added to the beer. As one does. As, as you of should. Course. I could only uh, imagine yeah. it, it looking like the final scene in the Kingsman where all their heads are popping off. Just all the cans. <laughs> are just... See, I used the movie recipes you would get, Rachel. There you go. I got that one. Thank yes, you. See, yes. <laughs> I'm looking at movies uh, 2000 and earlier. Uh, so we know you're going to be able to see those. <laughs> uh, no, it was funny that we, it was one of the first beers we put through the pasteurizer. So we knew it wasn't going to ferment out any more than it already had. And then we. Uh, you know, we joked about it. I was like, I could put an extra two dollar price point because this is really good wild, <laughs> you know, wild beer. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, we, of course, we didn't do that. But it yeah. was it was uh, it was interesting. We, we've had a lot of beers pop in the last year. And so it's uh, and a lot of that's on me and, you know, not not her to do. But uh, mm-hmm. it was me trying to experiment with uh, what we could how far we could push the boundaries before we absolutely had to just spend the money to get a pasteurizer. So I'm giving Rachel a heart attack at such an early age. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have no a idea. Lot of gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> like gray hair is so early. Stevie, yeah. you got a question number three lined up there? And question we got? number three. Ooh. Uh, you go out somewhere. What would be your go to beer? Not one of the ones that you brew, but what would be that go to beer you would be looking for? You're like, yeah, I want to have that right now. All right. Well, I think I kind of said what mine would be earlier 60 minutes all day. Yeah, no, mine would be a Schwartz beer. Ah, the Schwartz beer. Okay, is that what you're asking me? Are you saying like something that's going to be readily available? Yeah, readily available. Like you go to a restaurant and yeah, I mean it's it's that go to, and not you know obviously a lot of us do go to you know I go to a lot of restaurants that have craft beer, so I know what I'm looking for. Yeah, but things that stand out, I guess. So y'all, you guys are going to be a little ashamed. I. I honestly have to say I would order like a Modelo, a Special. All right. Yeah. Not bad. 
I, just, I can get just easy. <laughs> Listen, to make you feel better, I actually served Corona Light this weekend, so don't feel yes. so bad. <laughs> a good Mexican lager here and there is is a good time in the uh, the warm weather. Yes. Ah, Steve, what you uh, what, which one is that? Did I give you? Oh, 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 oh. Ah, there it is. Oh, is it Net Finch? Yep. Is yes. it a mulberry? Yes. Is that, the, is that the sour? It's not it's a hot. sour. It's a clean. Oh, the cream, right? Okay, good. <clears throat> I know. I, I was I was trying to portion them out equally, and I took an extra hazy. I want to get into these brewery styles first. Russ, what's your uh, go to at this point? You know, uh, man. So, funny thing, and I was telling Rachel this uh, probably Friday. I think we were talking, but I I'm not a logger person. Never have really been. And uh, um, and then we had people coming into the brewery asking if we made real beer, and Rachel was wanting to make a logger, so we made a series of loggers called Real Beer, and it was kind of a joke. But uh, honestly, that's what I've been drinking a lot, <laughs> a lot of. And she makes fun of me for it because she's been wanting to make them for a long time. I haven't really pulled the trigger or allowed her to pull the trigger on that. And now she's doing it. And I'm literally that's all uh, I drink at the house. Real now, beer. So, it's her lagers. So, <laughs> um, but I would say uh, my go to recently, I don't go out often, especially during COVID, but I can tell you the. The beer other than ours that I've drank the most is kind of along the same lines of what Rachel is was drinking. But uh, I, I started drinking PBR a lot in the last year. <laughs> and yeah, I, and honest, I don't know what it is, but I just uh, I never hey, liked it before. And I like silver it now. metal winning beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. It's, so, a, it's a brewer's beer. We'll say yeah, it that way because a lot of people I get that. I get the high ABV PBR though. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. Don't mess around that, with that four nine. That, that lazy PBR. <laughs> don't they get make the a PBR coffee now? Really? I think yeah. so. Oh, I've not I think seen they that. Do. Uh, I think oh, they do. Boy. Oh I've, boy. I've tried it. Yeah. I like coffee. It, it was. It was good. It tastes. It, <laughs> it, it, awesome. it tastes like fucking chocolate milk. Like. Ah, <laughs> sounds delicious. Oh, that's right. Yes. Speaking Mike of chocolate and, uh, milk, guys had, uh, oh yeah, Mike has it. All right, so I'll, I'll take a trip over there, see if I can pick that up and get give it a little whirl. He's like, "This is what you pour, you know, when you're at soccer practice at like nine o'clock in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> you have your uh, your Dunkin' Donut uh, chocolate glazed yeah. donut, and then you have right. your PBR coffee. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, I want to get into these styles. Um, we'll we'll start off what Russ was talking about with the lager. So uh, we have the uh, the Czech pale lager. Uh, give us a little breakdown of this. Give us a little bit of the uh, no, not all the secrets, not all the secrets, but a little I'm bit of get the, a beer. the grain. Right okay, yeah. the grain profile, the 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 hops. What goes into this uh, to to make it so crisp and clean and delicious? Uh, well, this is one of my favorite real beers to date, and we've done a couple of them, but um, this one, I uh, I worked pretty hard on this one. It's it's a hundred percent Czech ingredients, so. Mm. Everything from the grain bill to the hops to the um, yeast is all sourced from the Czech Republic, um, which is typical of Czech pill lagers. Yep. Um, and I just, I don't know, I wanted it to be lower in the ABV range. We typically make beers that are around like above 6%. Um, and so I wanted this one to be kind of crushable for summer. Um, so it's light bodied, a little bit sweet on the back end, but still crisp with the carbonation. Um, so just overall, as 
the kids say it crushable. <laughs> we, uh, I, so when I saw check pale, when I think pale, I do think a little more on the, the sweeter side with the pale ale. Um, mm-hmm. so is that kind of natural to the grain of the, the, the Czech native, I guess, is that it also gives itself a little sweetness on the back end naturally? Yeah. So, um, a lot of those like Pilsner grains are highly fermentable. Um, they have like a high diastatic power, which makes them, um, pretty easy for the yeast to kind of chew on, but they have Mm. a residual sweetness still that keeps them from being fully attenuated to like a really dry, um, kind of state. Okay. So it's pretty common. The Czech pale lager differentiates itself from some of the other Czech beers just in reference because there's like a SRM color scale and it'll go to a darker lager from the Czech Republic. And you're just introducing, um, some darker malts, uh, to give it a little bit more sweetness um, and character there. Yeah, it poured very clean. So, I mean, those probably balanced out. Flavor stayed, color kind of left. Yeah, and so we don't have a filter. So none of our beers are filtered, which kind of creates a little bit more haze in our lagers than most other people have. Okay. Um, we do we do biofine, so we lose a little bit of that. Um, like double fisting. Yeah, double fisting on the way in the door, <laughs> huh? I got two two of yeah. Rachel's newest loggers. Oh, <laughs> do you have a keg in your house? I'm at work still. Oh, you oh. I see. Just went out to the tap room and just. Pulled it in. <laughs> I didn't know that was the office. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean the 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 Czech pale is is delicious. It's clean. It's crisp. It's it's like you said. It's not quite filtered, but you don't get you know that overly haze to it. So well done there for sure. The one yeah. that I, I mentioned before and the one I'm drinking right now. So this thing is is crazy. All right. This is one of the this is one of the ones that I was very interested. This is the uh the the smashmallow. Smart smash mallow and the smashmallow. It's like marshmallow, right? Mm-hmm. Um that's my New York accent coming through. Uh hazy IPA with mango, chocolaca, liquid coconut, marshmallow, vanilla, and lactose. Break that down besides what I just gave you, because that's is something going on here that's just ridiculous. Yeah, so this was one of um I'd say this is probably one of Russ's areas of expertise. He really wanted to do like a milkshake style hazy IPA. Um so kind of keep the hot profile but accentuate it with fruits and sweeten it up with marshmallows um and just make it this like fruit bomb of a hazy IPA. So I don't know if he wants to talk a little bit more about, you know, how he came up with that one. The ridiculousness. Yeah. Everything yeah, I mean, we have in the brewery left over. Let's just throw it in this with some lactose. <laughs> Listen, Ross, before Honestly, you begin, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> this is true. I, I'm not a big milkshake IPA fan. We have a couple local breweries that do it. Um, I've tried them all. I'm not a huge fan. This one has something to it, though. There's something there that kind of spins off that that rudimentary milkshake IPA. I can't put my finger on it. It's almost like there's a bite to it uh, on not a spice, but almost something there on, on, on a mouthfeel level. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it, it keeps you interested in it. It's called real ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, no, honestly, uh, we, you know, with our, with our, uh, we've been tweaking that one for uh, a couple months now. And, 
it literally, uh, as Rachel said, we wanted fruit that would uh, complement the hop, um, you know, profiles that she was putting into it. But also, my goal is to just we did the first one and people were like, I don't taste marshmallow. And, you know, you got a little bit of marshmallow, but it wasn't like slamming. And so, you know, we then switched over to try uh, marshmallow fluff, Love which we didn't. Yeah, we didn't realize at the time that marshmallow fluff doesn't have the same ingredients as real marshmallows, so you're not <laughs> giving the same flavor. So the second one came out, and folks are like, we're still not getting marshmallow. And so I literally was like, F this. Uh, <laughs> and I, I I drive like this little Subaru, uh, what was it called, uh, Crosstrek. And I drove to Virginia Beach and all the way back and bought as many marshmallows as I could at every <laughs> store. And, uh, and I think we ended up with a little over, what was it, Ray? Like 300, 400 pounds of marshmallows. Oh my God. And, well, uh, well, we put in 600 pounds now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Where, do you, where, does, where does it go in? Hot side, cold side? It goes in on the hot side. Well, so basically we've kind of, um, we have the pasteurizer now. So the pasteurizer we don't have to worry about. Uh, but beforehand, um, that was the first, I think that's the first marshmallow we've pasteurized is the one you have there. But, um, before that we were taking it back to the kettle, heating it up, uh, to 160. So the alcohol didn't boil away, but we could hold it at 160 for so long. You'd get the, uh, pasteurization units that you needed. And then you theoretically could push it back into the tank and shit shouldn't explode because you, uh, <laughs> it has all the pasteurization units that you need. Well, that wasn't the case. We've, I mean, honestly, because of the amount of crap we've put in that, or I've had Rachel put in that, <laughs> um, it, uh, we've had a lot of them explode until we got a pasteurizer. But uh, it, um, but what we learned is uh, through that process is that you can kind of modify it a little bit more to uh, for our addition for our ingredients, and so um, that's one of the few beers where we're kind of testing um, heating the fruit. Uh, as well as heating the marshmallows at the same time. And so instead of doing our dishes, additions into the tank, and a lot of people do additions into the tank um, uh, with most of their ingredients, we're taking it from the tank post-fermentation back into the kettle. Um, we're heating it up and uh, adding our marshmallow and fruit, allowing, allowing the fruit to heat, um, as well as the marshmallows to melt into solution. And then we're pushing it through the pasteurizer from there. Mm. And so uh, that's one of the reasons we're able to just cram so much marshmallow into that. Uh, the mouthfeel you're getting is partly the massive amount of fruit that we put in there, but it's also paired with the massive amount of marshmallow. Um, and I mean, that beer is stupid when it comes to like, you know, head retention and, and all that, because that marshmallow will like, literally hold everything together and it's a beast on our pasteurizer um uh but <laughs> have you had any issues with the gelatin in in that's uh, it's one of the ingredients of marshmallow is gelatin have you had any issues with that you know uh no not really uh, honestly i think um we did a peeps smashmallow for easter and we used uh <laughs> yeah we, we used forty-two thousand blue peeps um or 32,000 blue peeps or something like that. It equaled like four and a half blue peeps per uh, can. And Jesus. Um, the one thing I will <laughs> tell you, that's yeah, crazy. it just, was so I just, I watching Rachel's reactions to these things. She's just like, <laughs> you know why? It's because, <laughs> this guy puts me through. You know, this is our daily conversation is like, <laughs> 
at heart, Rachel is a traditional brewer. And then there's like, I'm, I'm really devil. not though. You say that. <laughs> I just don't want to throw 42,000 peeps in beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're it's saying one I'm or the other. Brewer, but that's not, there's no, there's, there's no there. gray area in the middle. Right, right, right. It is five keeps in a can or yeah. Ryan Heiske boat. I want to get to the bottom. <laughs> Rachel, do you have to unpack each one of those three packs of peeps? No, don't ask her that. Don't ask her yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's my thought. <laughs> Steve has a similar thing. This is a, this is a source of. Oh God! <laughs> Steve has a very similar story where he was using uh, Snickers in his beer for uh, yada yada yada, and had to unpackage all of the Snickers. How many uh, pounds you were you buying? Like the fun size ones, wasn't there? The little mini size ones that you get, like like during right Halloween. Halloween time, uh, it would go on sale. And we would buy all the. But you have to unwrap every single one of them and, <laughs> and then chop them up. And oh, I I have a story for you on that note. Our oh, no. brewer, so the first, like, one of the first really crazy stouts we did uh, a couple years ago, right before the other brewer left and Rachel took over, um, was, it was, I mean, it was a really cool idea, but it was like all these, uh, uh, what was it, Ray, like um, butterscotch candies or whatever. Uh, <sighs> Worth and, of original. Yeah, so he <laughs> so he ordered um, 300 pounds of uh, what was supposed to be unwrapped <laughs> little candies. And uh, you know, they showed up wrapped and to the point to where I started doing them. And I was sitting on the floor back here with a pair of scissors and a bucket. And I'd cut yep. the top off, make a trash pile, pop it into the bucket, cut the top off, pop it to the, I, I honestly, I was so mad by the end of this, uh, that, and I was only through the first box and we had four boxes and then I hit Rachel up and she was like, okay, I'm coming over. And then our taster manager, Paul, they all came over. So it was me, Rachel, my <laughs> wife and Paul sitting in my living room with freaking brewery <laughs> bring, buckets, bring it home and, and TV. No, we took it home and we turned the TV on and we're all sitting there cutting these things. Well, you know, I had been doing it for a day and a half and <laughs> and Rachel Rachel showed up to help with the last two boxes of it uh her and Paul did and so they're having they're trying to make light of a really bad situation I was not a happy camper at that point um and so <laughs> how'd your fingers feel after all that oh god so they literally were flicking them at me at the house and I've never been so mad in my life and I literally I was like listen if I find one of these later in my house, I'm going to be so upset. We called the beer individually wrapped, which was very appropriate. <laughs> That's great. But um, the uh, anyways, fast forward, I was cleaning under our couch like six months later, and there was a little candy Rachel had flicked at me. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. But anyways, uh, you probably should have framed it and put it in there with the label. <laughs> put it in like a shadow Hard, box. Yeah, yeah, hardcore, worst experience ever. But I do feel bad about the marshmallow thing <laughs> because she does. <laughs> she sits there and cuts the top off every single bag and gets them ready and dumps them all by hand. And, um, you know, I hope you buy her like a full Dickies jumpsuit so she can get through her brew day. Cause it's just, <laughs> it sounds like she's just getting bombarded with random explosions of raspberries and marshmallows. You I, no I usually come no out idea. a complete mess. Like <laughs> there is fruit and sugary substances all over me. 
hair so, hairnet all day. You're gonna like a like a cafeteria lady because there's, yes. there's no way you want any of that nonsense getting even in your shirt or even in your hair. Oh, I can't imagine. I would need a full hazmat suit to, to kind of <laughs> I have many I have many pictures of Rachel covered in ingredients where she's <laughs> looking at me like if you take that picture, you I'm did, gonna yeah. kill you. <laughs> So I, uh, those, they never make it to Instagram, but I've, we've got them. Yeah. Rachel, what uh, what beers don't make such a mess? <laughs> the lager. Yeah, the lager. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and that's why she loves them so much. I love. I don't. I don't blame you. I one love bit. the barrel aged beers, even if they are messy. They are beautiful. So I love putting fruit in barrel aged beers. Um, but I want, mostly, you yeah. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, what, like, what is the the most recent one? Give us a little breakdown of what the most recent barrel age uh, beer that you guys have uh, put out there uh, is compromised. Like, what is it made of? How did you go through the process? Yeah, so the most recent one that we've packaged, um, we named it Difficult Correspondence, and it's um, a blend of Imperial Saison base and Virginia wine barrels, and oh, wow. we. Yep, and we blended it into steel and conditioned it on naringilla, which is a cool little fruit. Um, I'd never had it before, but we bought it from a fruit company, and it's just really interesting. Um, bright citrus, orange, but not super sweet. It has this nice, like, earthy complexity to it. So, um, I don't know. I love the beer. I'm really excited for people to get their hands on it. I, I You know, I... I... We used to do a bunch of uh, different uh, variants of a saison, and uh, and it was all fruit added. And I don't find that many breweries using fruit in saisons. Usually, kind of got to keep it traditional. But let me tell you, the complexity you get out of it just from the yeast profile and then adding the fruit to it, man, you could really, really make something fantastic. And people, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. I would be so interested to try that. I have to come down to Virginia and uh, definitely we'll, we'll save a save a couple cans for you. Nice. Ra Rachel's kind of cut herself uh, short on that, though. I think um, one of the things that she is absolutely phenomenal and amazing. I mean, she's amazing at making everything that we've we make, but uh, but she's uh, so insanely and naturally talented when it comes to blending barrels, and so. You know, one of the best uh, barrel-aged beers that we've ever made, hands down, uh, was the first uh, barrel-aged beer that Rachel had made. And still, she does it yearly now called Demure Defiance. And uh, um, it uh, Rachel has uh, a knack for uh, for blending and, and really, uh, you know, we utilize in our barrels. We have a little over 100 barrels in each barrel. Uh, you know, we have our base um, saison with our base house culture in a lot of them. Uh, but then the other, you know, two thirds of them have random uh, mixes of different cultures and wild yeast strains. And, you know, whether it's Bretomyces or some that's different strains of lactobacillus or some that's uh, pediococcus and um some that's a little bit of everything uh and uh you know some milan strange and strains and stuff like that but rachel has this like keen ability to um blend those together almost perfectly and so uh you know you'll see her sitting at the table with 50 little taster glasses and her what is it called ray your uh your lab thing Wine thief. <laughs> well, no, she, I bet. 
she she uses her like little lab uh oh, DMA. It measures density. Okay, so like yeah. a so she she'll but slowly you know taking out so much of each one and mixing it and taking notes and writing it down and spending hours coming up with the perfect mix um, and then uh, to watch that kind of painstaking day long two day long uh, process and then throw it in a tank pair it perfectly with whatever fruit that she's uh, she's dreamed up um, and uh, and try it after a couple months of sitting in steel and you're just like. How the f did did we make this? You know. So well, speaking um, of which, I have the uh, the sour that you sent us. All right, so this is a sour ale. You ready? With Hershey's chocolate. All right, ice cream cones, maraschino cherries, banana cherries, marshmallows, vanilla, lactose, and rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> this is, is des- this is, is dessert another- tonight. No, it's just called Don't Be Weird. So, I have to say, unfortunately, this was my idea. I did this myself. <laughs> it reminds me, Rachel, it reminds me of, like, childhood. It's got this this flavor oh, man, profile that so I good. recall of when I would eat an ice cream cone from the ice cream man. It has that same feel. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I did this all to myself. So, yeah, it's so out there. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's like nostalgia in a glass. Tell us a little yeah, about this process. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a, a couple of the beers that I've made recently have really been kind of like nostalgia focused, at least for things that I used to eat or enjoy when I was a kid. Um, this being one of them. Another one was um, one of our like punch yourself series beers. So it's based on like punch bowls that you would drink at college ah, parties. Yeah. But this one I chose to do as, you know, like the rainbow sherbet punch bowls. You used to drink at like baby showers or something stupid. <laughs> With the, like the champagne in there? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I focused it off That's, of that There you one. go. That, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, but this one, I wanted it to be like the ultimate ice cream sundae. Um, so I just put a list of ingredients that I would put in my ice cream sundae <laughs> and figured, you know, it'd probably taste pretty good in a beer. <laughs> Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with a bunch of sweet ingredients. And then there is a natural tartness from the addition of fruits when you, um, when you make any other kind of food items. So, uh, the idea was to keep the beer, a a higher, um, pH to keep the acidity level down. So it was more sweet, but still had a little bit of a tartness to kind of keep it balanced and approachable and not kind of overwhelmingly diabetic diabetic or um, <laughs> yeah you know. i mean it's sweet but it has that tartness to kind of balance it out so it has that kind of feel that you know you, you're like you're saying the punch bowl from the uh sherbet it was it's right there that's probably what i'm thinking about actually did you use actual like rainbow sprinkles is that yes wow they call they call them jimmy's down there don't they they do jimmies. they do call them jimmy's mm, i went to school I went, I went to school in maryland and i remember they are called Jimmy's. <laughs> I know it's strange. And Never then, heard of uh, that. And, and then grinders. Uh, instead of heroes, we call them heroes up here. But they're hoagies and grinders. Heard of grinders. Hoagies, Never heard of grinders. hoagies. Yeah, hoagies and grinders. Yeah. Hoagies. That's a, isn't that like a Adam lady Sandler beans? It was, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That the only reason I know about it is Adam Sandler's song. Slap, <laughs> slap, slap, Yeah. Not just me. Okay, good. No, but I mean, I remember when I went down to school in Maryland, there was a lot of things that changed their name, and one of the things that really stood out was Jimmy's. And I went, 
Jimmy's. What is it? What's a Jimmy? Like sprinkles. I go, okay, you got it. <laughs> never heard that before. Yeah. Me either. See? Never. I am multicultural here in the United States. I'll tell you that for sure. Is that a thing? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's just being American. That's my fault. Yeah, man. I don't know about that one. No, it's not up here. No one calls them Jimmy's up here. They just call them sprinkles. Um, so this this really has that that kitchen sink element to it, though, just because the bananas are there. I can feel those. I can taste those. The um, the marshmallows are there again. You guys use marshmallow in a lot of these uh, from the hazy that we had before to the sour now. Uh, what are some of the most, you know, experimental beyond what we just talked about? Is there anything more experimental than this? Um, I mean, we've played around with a bunch of things in the past. Um, I've always loved experimenting with herbs in beer. Ah, okay. So, um, I'm sorry. Have you ever done a gruit? No, Mm. we should. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that was on the schedule tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's beer, basically like a beer without hops, right? You use yeah. you use herbs with as bunch of herbs and spices as the uh, bitter. I only know because one of the one of the, like the first yeah, brewers yeah. we had on had, had brought one out, and I thought it was interesting. It tasted a little bit like like a like an herbal tea kind of quality to it, as opposed to yeah. like hops. Yeah, right. Yeah, it didn't have that 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 bitterness that you would get from right. hops. It had a different bitterness to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's right up Rachel's alley, honestly. <laughs> it sounds exactly what the chemist but, would want to do. But you have to add seven thousand peeps to it, and <laughs> I'm out. Nope, out. She's out. Check out. I don't mind the ghosts, but the seven thousand peeps would put me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, so you, no, I was going to say earlier this the peeps, man. We were talking about the smash mouth. I think. I, I'm glad we did the peeps beer. I think it turned out awesome, uh, but it's not even close to what we got with with most of the original Smashmallows. I think there's something in those peeps that are just like uh, I, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's different. You don't get the same marshmallow kind of uh, mouthfeel and, and effect as you do with with the real marshmallows. But. I'd imagine it's a different kind of process to make that marshmallow, even though it might oh, be the yeah. same ingredients, just because they last 15 years in your fridge. I was just going to say yeah. 18 years yeah. in your cupboard. It's a quarter of a century. In, uh... <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what else we found out making the Peeps beer is that the uh, Peeps eyes, no matter what we could um, uh, do to those things, they don't dissolve. And so we, really? we oh. had... I literally had well, globules. The the beer turned green, which I think is awesome. So you you know, (laughs) you add a bunch of blue to to golden yellow, and it turns green. Uh, And so we had a green beer, but we literally had somebody shoot us an email about two or three weeks ago that said, "Hey, uh, you might want to check your brewing process. My beer poured green." And it had a little fleck of mold in it, and I'm like, "Well, it's one of two things. It's either the van- <laughs> it's one, it's either the vanilla that we put in there, or a peep's eyeball, which we just which <laughs> we realize does not go away when you when you subject wow. it to heat and, and uh, or liquid. Not, since you're not filtering <laughs> that stuff, yeah, right through. <laughs> it went it went right in, and so uh, they never emailed me back. <laughs> I literally was like, "I'll send you something else if you're not happy yeah. with it," but I guarantee it's not mold, and it's. You know the beer is supposed to be. Bro, green. I uh, would I would add something to the can which said with real peep eyes inside. <laughs> <laughs> the peeps are still I, looking at you. I literally the beer we, that we stares t- back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you I, go. I poured one out of the can and had a peep eye fall out, and I'm like, "What the <laughs> f, man?" I'll uh, tell you. But... Um, the nougat 
in Snickers, same thing. Doesn't go away. <laughs> we would find these like con concretions of white just <laughs> boulders. Like, what the? F and it was the nougat didn't break down. I'm like, oh my god, my goodness. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I literally have a Snicker beer on the schedule in What's about it? a month. What's it called? Oh, you, you, yeah, you guys need to talk offline. There's. <laughs> Yeah. If there's anyone experienced nougat, in making Snickers and beer, the nougat does not does not go away. If you if you put it in hot side, probably would, but we would add it cold side. Oh. And, and so yeah, you hear you you know you're trying to get you know you know a pull of yeast off. You're like white white what's yeah. going on? what? It's this older jammed right in the cone. It's like oh, that's hilarious. God. I, I uh I, I'm wondering if if there's a way to kind of circumvent the actual Snickers bar, right? A little cocoa powder, maybe peanut butter powder, something to kind of. Well, yeah, there, I mean, we had to go away from the Snickers once we started, you know, doing 15 barrels of it. Where when we started out, we were doing a couple of barrels of it, and uh, yeah, once you get to that part, you know, there's not enough people I could hire to open up wrappers and, <laughs> and yeah, free beer only goes so far. We normally try and rebuild it ourselves, honestly. And Rachel, exactly. and that's what you have to do. She's really good at it. So you know her her thing's flavor, and she kind of started to get to this earlier. And uh, but she does this uh, this series that's uh, called Crazy Pants, which is more less of a slushy series and more of a uh, balance between fruit and spice. And so the things that she's able to do with that um, balancing the fruit and spice, it's it's like it, it literally is shit you've never tasted in beer before. So you're kind of just like. When you taste it, you're like, holy crap, I did not think that you could put uh, – what was the last thing you put in? Uh, was time. it uh, – Time, yeah. She put time in there, and I was scared out of my mind. And then uh, I tried it, and I'm like, dude, this – it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what well, you that brings me back to that one I had when I was there, the uh, party dinosaur with the chili lime. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable balance. Give us uh, – Rachel, give me a breakdown of that because I really like to – convey that to my wife exactly what's going on here <laughs> she she was like what is this magical elixir i go exactly yeah so i don't know i like to look at beer as like a balance of everything and um kind of seeing how each thing plays off of one another and you know most people will look at a, a sour and spicy kind of thing and they shy away it's just two very extremes um put together but if you're able to balance both of those, um, it usually will work out. So originally the idea came from, uh, I think it's a Mexican dish, but it's like papaya, mango, lime with chili sprinkled on it. And you just eat the fruit with that little bit of spice character to it. Mm. Sounds like, so like really, uh, something that you would garnish a, a nice drink with a margarita or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I really wanted to kind of play into that. Um, we had made a chili beer with similar spices before. Um, so one of them is ahi panka spice, um, which is, Ooh. it's spicy on the front end, but um, it doesn't last, like it doesn't linger on the back of your palate. So it's really a quick spice, kind of like wasabi or, um, you know, horseradish. Is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a quick spice. Um, yeah. And the other one was pasilla. So we went at like a three to one ratio of those. Pasilla will last a little longer on the back of your palate. Um, huh. And, what, uh, and when then, does that go in during the brewing process? I mean, those are 
you know, unusual ingredients. Are you are you playing with front end, back end, like Steve was saying before, hot end, cold end? Yeah. So we pick hot versus cold based on what we're putting in it. So things like lavender or herbs, where if you steep them, you get a lot more expression from them. We'll mm. actually put in on the cold side so that you can kind of control mm. how much expression you want in the beer. Um, but we put the spice in on the cold side as well. And that's just so we can, we can throw it in there. We can kind of circulate it and mix the spices up and see if we need to add more or less, um, based on how it's tasting out of the tank. Almost like a double dry hop lavender. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the front and the backside. Well, I, I was, I was saying this before and I know I, I walked away for a minute about the, uh, barrel program. What, uh, what is the things you guys have loaded up right now? ready to go from the barrel program. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple things that are about to go into the tanks. Um, I usually try and go back to the barrel room about once a month and just kind of, um, pick different barrels that I think might be ready or, um, I just want to taste and kind of see where they're at. Cause a lot of the expression from things that are inside of the barrels take time. Um, yeah. Brett will develop, you know, over months and months. Um, so I just like to check in on them. And then, um, the way that I do it personally, um, every brewer does it differently, but I like to pick a fruit that I want to focus the blend around. Um, and I kind of figure out, you know, how that fruit, like what's going to benefit that fruit the most. Is it acidity or is that fruit going to benefit from more of a Brett Funk character um, and then I'll go in the back and I'll pull certain barrels and usually you're looking for something, a blend of acidity, funk and body. Okay. Um, so you want to pick certain barrels. Like we have some that don't have any bread in them at all. So they're very acidic. Their pH is down at like two, nine to three, one. Okay. Um, it's okay. very tart. And then we have some that are just bread. So they're just barnyard funky um some of them have a little bit more of the fruity characters from brett um but you're essentially i just go back there i pick barrels that i think might be ready i pull samples from each one of them um and then i taste everyone how many, how individually how many barrels roughly do you guys have about right now uh we have about 90 i think wow. it is where were yeah. those are they stuck behind <laughs> closed doors they're in the back room Ah, yeah. See, I didn't get to see those. I was did I, the did full they, tour. Yeah, I did. Well, it was very early, and it was only <laughs> I think the bartender and and we were talking about um, Bethany there, but she was too busy scraping every single uh, <laughs> vanilla bean out of the vanilla bean pods. Uh, yes. When you walk around to the brewery to go to the bathroom, you kind of do like a quick tour of the tank area, and then you go to the bathroom. By the way, and I don't say this often, nice bathrooms. I mean, <laughs> nice modernized bathrooms. I like it. It, like you don't anticipate that on a 300 year old piece of land, but it was, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is really nice. Well done. <laughs> Are you expecting an outhouse? I don't normally say really that, but I remember it being impressionable. I remember saying this, I, this is leaving up an impression on me. I like this. Very nice. I have, I have an OCD when it comes to things like that. So <laughs> the bathrooms are, are, uh, we got to keep them clean. So. <laughs> well, it's not, it wasn't just clean. It was just the, the modernization of it just looked, right for the place so it's okay but i mean in relative vicinity to that where would be the barrels behind the walk-in behind the tank room where is that located so if if you were in the tap room like looking at the facility the mm -hmm. red floor 
um, if you were to walk onto the red floor and go straight back, okay, like if you were to walk through the tap wall, there's okay, yeah. a whole another side of the building um, that we have all of our offices in, and we keep most all of our storage back there in our barrels. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it actually kind of fooled me then because I wasn't looking at the relative size of the building compared to where we were, not thinking that it was all that extra room back there. So that's awesome. 90 yeah. barrels. And do you have various yeah. things going on and, and any of them using that wild yeast or are they all using that wild yeast? Is that primarily what you guys are using? Um, they don't all have it. About 25 or 30% of the barrels are inoculated with that strain, but um, we've got tons of different back or bacterial and um, Brett strains from other yeast banks. Um, just stuff that we've accumulated over the years. Hmm. I would imagine you probably have your own lab. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. He smiles. <laughs> yes, I do. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter. Not everybody does. No, oh, Rachel, we're going to give you a lab, but yeah, packages of peeps every so often. <laughs> <laughs> they rope in with it the comes lab, with a cost. A year <laughs> later, they were like, "All right." Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to show you. The lab is for opening peeps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the paper room. This is yours. Well, one of my favorite pictures of Rachel when she started was when I gave her her lab equipment that she had been wanting. It is uh, one of the funniest pictures I think that we have. I'm going to find it while you guys keep talking. Yeah, there you go. Chris, it'd be a kid in a candy store with, uh, it was like Christmas. Hi. I got, all my, I got my Bunsen burners. I've got my. Beakers. I got my Earl Meyer uh, flasks. I was gonna say uh something yeah. whatever those cylinders, graduated cylinders, I think. I thought wow. of it. Wow. Yeah. Pulling back that chemistry knowledge, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> oh, I was so excited. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, you know it? Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah. I can only see one person at a time. So. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. no. No, Russ, just say something and she'll and you'll pop up on her screen when you show it again. Hang on. All right, Rachel, can you hear me? Are you seeing my face right now? Yes. Rachel, 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 Rachel. Yes, I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was, uh, yeah, we got her. We got her all of her own stuff back there. She's a she's a happy camper. So That's good. It was worth the uh, tuition. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I want to get into a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, like I said, at the back end, I want to talk a little more about Sourfest here because this is coming up on Saturday. Uh, give us the, the, is it one session, two sessions? I know there's some going to be physical. A lot is virtual. How are you guys balancing out the physical and virtual? What are you doing for the virtual end? Give us that, that big rundown. Well, so, um, you'll probably be surprised to know that we're still scrambling to figure <laughs> out a lot of this, but <laughs> which is get... why I'm, I'm still here at eight <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I'm 45. Um, no, so originally it started as the online thing, and then when it opened up, you know, it was like, let's see how we can tie these together. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff planned. Um, you know, with FML last year, we took more of an educational approach at let's educate people about the scene and about beers and what's going on in the scene and women in the scene and, uh, um, you know, different types of adjuncts that are being used, stuff like that. And then uh, um, this time around, we're – I mean, honestly, my goal was kind of just do, let's do entertainment stuff. So we've, uh, 
we had all these really, really big plans, but then when uh, it opened up to the physical fest, we've got uh, our, my teams kind of go in two different directions at the same time. And so we have some stuff planned. Uh, Rachel and I and, and a couple of the other managers went to Tennessee and made knives with one of the Forged in Fire uh, judges ah, cool. a couple That's of cool. weeks ago. So that was a lot of fun. And, and uh, you know, we we all did that, learned how to do that and have some pretty cool video from that. So we're going to be showing that uh, we did some uh glass blowing with pretentious glass co who owns pretentious beer co in knoxville yes um and so uh did some stuff with them we're going to be showing um but along with the friends with benefits theme a lot of the stuff is excuse me focused on uh just weird random crazy stuff and so we're doing uh we're we have two employees that we're gonna uh, do a dating show with, and they've they've pre-recorded some of that already, and so we're gonna finish that the day of. Um, we're doing a tattoo roulette, which for me is really yeah. I have one tattoo, and uh, a lot of the folks in it don't care because they're tatted up like crazy, and so it's gonna be a mix of uh, random drawings that we have not much say about. And uh, <laughs> what are the, do you know what the things on the board are at this point? No, we have a meeting with the tattoo artist on Wednesday and we're going to figure it out. But part of it is trying to get the folks that paid in for the tickets to get involved. And so we will, uh, gosh, it scares the piss out of me because, um, (laughs) I just, I, my, I mean, myself and my family, we have a really religious background. And so I don't like, I don't want to end up with like Satan or a goat (laughs) on my arm. And so Oh, no. There's a pentagram my, on your forehead. <laughs> my, 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 it's bad enough that my in-laws have to put up with the fact that their son-in-law owns a brewery. But, uh, but um, yeah, so, I mean, we're doing that. We're doing uh, a couple uh, – we're doing a, a session on um, glassware and the importance of glassware, and we're bringing in some of the hype glassware makers uh, to do some stuff there. So we've got – Frit Glass is going to be on. Huffy is going to be on. Um, we'll have uh, Pretentious will be on. And then um, one of the guys who's coming up in the scene with connecting artists to other people, Thick Boys, uh, will be there um, kind of talking about that piece. We're doing an, another educational piece about Sours and then an educational piece about um, about uh, the new or new-ish, I guess, pastry slash smoothie style style sours and mm. where that goes. And so um, it's uh, we're doing um, – gosh, I don't even know if I want to say this right now, but it's uh, – <laughs> the staff came up with this game called uh, – and the breweries are going to play it uh, called Guess Who's in Your Mouth, and they're going to uh, pour different beers. <laughs> oh, so it's going to be like guess which brewery. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so we'll be I, doing I hope that. So. I hope you that's know, all it is. That's a Dean <laughs> Cook bit. Is yeah, it? So. <laughs> oh, you might. You might be right. It is Dane Cook. Have you yeah. seen that guy? Have you no, seen him not recently? recently? No. Has uh, he gotten dude. old? Fat. Do yourself a favor and Google <laughs> well, it. Well, right obviously, now. I mean, dude, I mean, plastic it's... surgery so oh, bad. Really? Oh, it looks oh, like he got. Dang. It looks like it looks like he got hit by a bus and like blew up. I mean, oh no! I'm see, do Google it, and it's gonna be like, <sighs> what? Yeah, that uh, is. Uh, yeah, you're welcome, right? <laughs> yeah, <That> was... <laughs> there you go. It's it's like a Mickey Rourke level. Oh, oh no! Oh, dude. right. And yeah, you were so funny. Said. 
you were he selling so out funny. you were selling out Madison Square Garden yeah. and the Boston Garden and and the now eyebrows yeah he had, he had decent movies yeah oh, Kevin no. Ke- Kevin Hart got in his head man he just yeah <laughs> <laughs> it might be true uh, but oh, um, my goodness honestly uh anyways we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing a, a bunch of different funny stuff and uh um you know, kind of keeping it along with the friends with benefit theme, but we're also giving away uh, seventeen thousand five hundred dollars of of the money made to charity. Uh, nice. Part Excellent. of it, yeah. You know, one of the things is uh, we wanted during COVID. It's been hard on charities, um, and so we gave the breweries a chance to bring charities from their home market in. Um, and instead of pitting the best, you know, you don't want to go to the best breweries in the country and be like, "Hey, it's going to be first, second, and third place." And if you don't, you know. You didn't win. Sorry, bro. And so, um, and so we uh, we came up with this idea of doing like a superlative, like you would in high school. Um, oh, that's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's very most likely to sour a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more. Yeah. Yes, I, right. What the look fuck is him. up with his eyebrows? Oh my goodness. Oh, Dane. Uh, Dane wants God. to look surprised all the time. What that's is, a, what, <laughs> what did what you happened? do to yourself? Oh my goodness. Rachel's sitting here like, who the hell's Dane Cook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, you know man. what? Oh, That's then, great. Then, you know what? You probably are uh, better off. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. He read if me you really also disappointed. don't know what MySpace is, you're probably <laughs> you're better off there. Yeah. yeah. It was all just around the same time of uh, Dane reached the pinnacle of comedy. And then what a fall from, from heaven <laughs> he had. Yo, my goodness no one kind of reached that level like millions and millions yes. of dollars from him too yeah God. yeah yeah, yeah he, he was an idiot and, and left uh his brother in charge of his finances and never even questioned like oh where's the 50 million dollars that was in my bank account oh yeah that's right it's gone and his well, brother I, had like some severe uh gambling issues and and oh my gosh, getting into debt issues and stuff like that oh what a mess what a mess well, that whole story is <laughs> horrible Right. You're better off for not knowing what. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I'm jealous. He was a stud, that you don't man. He was anything. a stud. Yeah, he was a stud. God. And he, I mean, he did a movie like eight or nine years ago, I think, where he, <laughs> he was. I don't remember the whole take on it, but some like weird dating movie, and then he did. Yeah, Jessica and, Alba. Yeah, right. and then one, yeah. yeah, and then one day I I googled I googled to see what he was up to, and uh, found pictures of him looking like a like somebody punched him in the face with oh a bag my of rocks. Goodness. And he did uh, Employee of the Month, which I thought was pretty good. Yes, great. Was there was a couple of good movies that he did. And then, oh, I've and then seen that it. movie. Yeah, yeah. The uh, main character of Employee of the yeah, Month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's like great. based in Costco or yes. Sam's yes. Club or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That was pretty good. I mean, that was a mainstream movie. And then Fall from Grace, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, poor guy. Well, anyways, the, uh, the, the superlatives yeah. um, are a little more scandalous uh, yeah. in nature. <laughs> Sticking with kind of the theme of the fest, uh, I thought you quit on me there, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> well, when she she's on her phone because the audio didn't work at the beginning, and so she, every time she gets a text or something, she wants to reply. Yeah. It actually mutes out the video. Ah, well, it. The, the, so we have these ten superlatives. Five will be voted on for the online fest. Five will be voted on here uh, for the physical fest uh, by folks that pay for each of those uh, different options. Um, and, uh, the first place for each one, will get a thousand dollars to their charity back home. The second wow. place will get 500 and third place will get 250. 
Um, and you know, it's, it literally is stuff like most likely to explode in your face. Um, <laughs> 450 North wins done. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they won already. I, I mean, I, so when, when my wife ordered the beer from him, you know, I was like texting him. I was like, Hey, I just need to know for her, you know, comfort, like, will these explode? And they're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so, they're not shying bet, away. No, God. I, I don't know if they're letting people know this yet, so this might be a first, but they're buying a pasteurizer. They told me that the other day. So hey, look at that. Prepare right. yourselves. Yeah, prepare uh, for full it, nationwide distribution. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. They, they've uh, gotten so much online hype, though, at this point. They have to. Uh, if they want to strike, strike now, because that's the only yeah, way they're going to yeah. kind of make well, their way through here. Supposedly, ISIS was buying a whole bunch from them. Everyone's... I've been, I've been raspberryized again. My slushy. Oh, okay, well. terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean the the whole hype around that. And listen, I'm I'm sure, and I've never had one of their beers because they're not distributed here. Um, but the whole the only thing I know about them besides their taste is going to be the fact yeah, that they well, explode. They got it. They got to fix that. And the only way yeah. to do that is to get it out there and to prove that they can produce a good product. Yeah, I mean it's. And so when we had our beers explode, the Caterpillar beer, man, there was so much hype around that beer. And we had distributors that understood that side of it. And they were like, we don't give a damn. Send it to us. We want it. We'll 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 educate the consumer. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. If you want to buy, you know, two pallets of exploding beer, I'm totally <laughs> not going to argue with that because we had other we had distributors sending them back. And I'm like, I'll, I'll give them to you. And so we sold them to some really. Uh, Really cool accounts, you know. Up, actually, up in the Northeast, you're all's way uh, really? throughout all Maryland, right. Delaware, and and on up. And so, uh, um, but then we had, we also had accounts that were like, "Screw this, we're not," you know. Yeah, they're, they're blowing up all over people's shelves. So, right, they um, know the deal. But yeah, they're they're investing in a uh, in a pasteurizer, and so pretty well, soon you will to get see them uh, extremely soon. That'd be yeah, fun to, so to taste cool. the slushy XXL or whatever yeah. they call them. Right. The most pineapple slurpee which i've noticed they've gotten away from using some of those kind of close to brand names of certain things that are out there they've kind of gone their own way they made their mark and then now they're doing their own yeah. thing so it's good to well, i think you know they're expanding things. out the more they expand outside their backyard i think that's something you've gotta you gotta take you, you gotta take into account so yeah yeah the um, further they get the more they have to be like you know careful on what they're doing there yeah 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 so I mean, everybody pushes pushes the limits, and uh, you know, knock on wood, we haven't received anything yet. We're pretty careful about some of the stuff we do, or most of the stuff we do. Uh, so, um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, um, I don't even how how do we get it? oh the superlatives? Yes, <laughs> I, I want to give you an opportunity to promote the uh, festival coming up on Saturday. Uh, give us the big plug for that. Uh, are there still tickets available? There are tickets available. VIP is sold out. Um, right. And honestly, uh, I don't know if folks haven't seen the list for this fest. They need to go look at it. It literally is. You know, people ask me, they're like, how'd you pick this list? And I was like, well, I went through my Instagram and I hit up everybody. <laughs> I hit up everybody that I follow because I've had their beers and I appreciate them and I like them a lot. And, you know, we've had some new there's a couple new cats to the scene that are have reached out and uh, or that, you know, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago um, with uh, Chris. What's Chris's last name? Um, two seconds and I'll tell you. <laughs> what was the show title? Remember? 
Oh gosh, he's gonna kill me when he sees this. <laughs> well, don't forget about the wart. Wart W O R T with Mike, Pete, and Steve for the next podcast you're on. Yeah, you had to put me on the spot. I was trying to beat it too before uh, you did that. So, anyways, close. well, Chris, uh, it's like uncapped. I think is what it is. Uh, okay, un- all right. Un- uncapped is that sure. right? Uncapped uh, sounds so about right. He's a awesome dude, man. And he was like, "Hey, you know, you don't have much PA representation. That's where I'm at. Let me hook you up with some of the dudes out here." And so he hooked us up with uh, Fourscore, who I've talked to, and really cool dude. We're stoked about bringing him out. Um, one of the ones that I'm most interested in, honestly, meeting and talking to is Full Tilt. Because, yeah. you know, uh-huh. they, if you look at their untapped scores, it's one of those things of like, they went from traditional to, I mean, overnight went from traditional beers uh, that were, have, you know, they, they had average uh, scores. And then now they have some of the highest rated uh pastry sour beers i've seen on untapped i mean crazy you're talking like four five eights for some of their beers and i'm like how the hell did you do that overnight you know our, ours has been a slow transition in in that effect honestly um and uh and culminating with with rachel taking over and really just like uh you know um making a lot of magic happen here but they it seemed like for them it was overnight they just uh went you know went from uh, traditional styles to uh to that and i had talked to him on the phone and was like Honestly, I just want to talk to you and, and hear that story because I'm impressed. Like, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So, you know, Chris was able to hook us up with some of those folks, and um, and so we've got a few folks that are newer to this scene. Um, uh, another, uh, let's see, uh, who I'm going to pull up my list real quick. Was Perennial on there? Perennial is on there, which yeah, you know, we did a collab with them at one point. We're looking to try and get in there again and do do another one with them. Um, now, did they come to you, or did you guys go to them, or did uh, for you even the col- do that for the collab? Yeah. Uh, so that was back when our uh, the brewer was here before our other brewer, Mike, and uh, okay. he went he went to the Honey Summit and he met the perennial guys there, and so he went back and did a collab with them. Um, and then most recently, when we invited him to this fest, you know, we'd reach out because we had stuff in barrels with them and said, "Hey, it'd be killer if we could get the barrel." that beer out here to just kind of pour the fest and uh, something happened with the beer that didn't work out. So they oh. ended up half, having to dump it. And so they, uh, but they did at that point say, Hey, we'd love to have you back out. Let's redo it. We'd love to have Rachel and, and, uh, and come back out and let's do it again. And cool. so hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to, to make that one happen. But we've got, um, uh, I mean, honestly, so many names on here, but uh, we've got, 450 Alvarado, uh, American Solera, Aslan, Bearded Iris, Benchtop, who's local here, and we really like those guys a whole lot. Uh, Barrel Culture, Beechwood, uh, Black Project, uh, Casa, Casa Agria, Cricket Stave, Kushwa, uh, Deciduous. Uh, we're going to be doing a collab with Deciduous while he's in. Uh, Four Score, Full Tilt, Grim, Heavy Reel. Heavy Reel's one of the newer ones to the scene, and, and you know, he sent us a bunch of beer down, which – Honestly, I feel bad. It got destroyed in shipping, but it was like the truck showed up and beer was leaking and we were popping them and like trying, you know, drinking them as they were going. <laughs> the, the dude makes some crazy good sours. And huh. we found that out because we were drinking the ones that, uh, that popped Came in the truck. The truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, hoof hearted's coming down imprint. Yeah, nice. Um, I yeah. Ingenious. One. Uh, we know the ingenious guys really well. Jay Wakefield's coming, uh, mass landing McKellar. Um, perennial pretentious shilling shillings wow. okay so this is this 
I'm going to stop reading because there's a bunch of them, but uh, <laughs> um, the Schilling texted us and we're really good friends with Schilling. And uh, of course they're logger Kings. And, uh, and so they texted and we're like, Hey, can we send loggers? And I'm like, uh, that's a great idea. Cause most people are going to want sours or most people are here for sours, but people are going to want, you know, real beer. So, so we're setting up a real beer table with Rachel's, with nice. Rachel's logger. Schilling's going to have a lager and then Benchtop, who's local here has a, a future age lager that they're going to send out. So, um, so we'll have a, uh, a real beer tent for all those traditionalists that are looking for some real beer. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just a bunch of other, uh, mostly pastry sours, a couple barrel aged sours, uh, Hermit thrush has some really killer barrel aged stuff mm-hmm. that he's sending down, which I think is, is going to be, uh, pretty legit. Um, tripping animals sending us some cool stuff. Saw that, um, yeah. Triple Amazon on the list. Yeah. Let me tell you, uh, people's palates are going to be wrecked after that fest. <laughs> so I'll tell you, we are going to pour, and Rachel doesn't even know this yet. She was <laughs> hurt. So we did the additions for this beer today, Ray, before you left. And uh, we're doing a collab with Bearded Iris, and um, we are going to put it in our VIP area. And so it's a clean, um, fruited uh, IPA. And so, um, holy crap. I just tasted that thing as it came out of the uh, pasteurizer, and it is. Can you hear me? It's Are not you? clean. It's a sour. Oh, it is a sour. <laughs> but you can't. It, uh, it's a sour IPA. Sorry, it's as, it's as clean as a fruited sour can be. Fruited yeah. sour IPA. Regardless, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's so much fruit in it. You it, you can't really tell, but it's a. Uh, um, it is so damn juicy that. Uh, I honestly, I was sitting there drinking it with a guy who's running through the pasteurizer and we were both looking at each other like, holy fuck, this is so good. <laughs> so, um, it's, uh, so we're going to be pouring that beer, uh, inside as well. Um, or no, we're pouring that outside, right? Ray? It's inside. Inside. Yeah. yeah. VIP. So, um, but anyways, we've got some cool collabs that are going to be on. Uh, we just, uh, did a collab where Rachel paired up with Weldworks. Um, oh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, uh, she was inspired by Trix yogurt, uh, which ah. was a thing when she was coming up, and so um, we did one half of the yogurt because it was like a mixed flavor. Uh, we did the cotton candy half. They did the berry blast half, and uh, <laughs> and so that beer has been. Uh, I mean, we're we're we've been out of it for a while, but we saved two sixels. They're sending us some, and we're going to pour that side by side in VIP area oh, as well. So, Jesus. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, it's uh, we've got some really amazing folks that have sent out some really amazing beers. Uh, and honestly, for us here in Virginia, it's just uh, uh, to be able to introduce Virginia to some of these folks. Uh, I think is is uh, really it's really cool. And to do it, uh, you know, at the end of COVID and uh, um, and not only shine a light on what everybody else is doing, but also um, our amazing brewer that we have, uh, I think, is uh, super, super awesome as well. So, yeah, it's almost like a coming out of uh, hibernation kind of deal. And people are going to probably lose their minds on the amount of flavors that they're going to pass through over the next uh, 24 hours that Saturday. Where can people buy tickets for us? Uh, which website do you want? So we, we kind of <laughs> did this, we did this clickbait website that's kind of funny. Um, and so it's easiest to remember, but it's stagejuicybro.com. Um, okay. and we've been putting it on, <laughs> we've been putting it on random, uh, random signs and, uh, on the back of people's cars and shit like that. Um, 
And so just so people will go to it, not knowing what it is. But if you go to stageucbro.com, you can get your tickets there. Uh, is it a link if, through the uh, Instagram or social media or anything like that? Uh, it, uh, I, th I think it is on our Instagram. If you go to our Instagram, you go to the, to the uh, profile, it will have the, the link there. But um, it's either fwbsourfest.com or stageucbro.com, whatever you want to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've told everybody uh, this is a fest that, if we weren't doing it, I would travel, you know, six hours <laughs> for this thing. So um, it's uh, I definitely uh, think it's going to be worth it. Everybody's bringing at least two different beers. Um, some of them have four different beers. Uh, and so it'll be limited release of a lot of different things. And uh, and it will be well worth uh, the, the time and the and the cash to, to come in and try these things out. So. And with the water, warmer weather coming up and everything opening up, now's the time to strike fast before some of these festivals really start to get ridiculous. Like AC Beer Fest down June 4th and 5th that we'll be broadcasting live from. You guys are going to really strike while the iron's hot here because this is like the yeah, first one that I've even heard of of actually happening, at least on the Northeast or in the East Coast at all. So yeah. you guys are going to have a good turnout. If you need your tickets, go to uh, Oozel Finch on Instagram. Just go ahead and type in Oozel and you'll find it immediately. It's the only one out there. <laughs> On Instagram, name Oozle, uh, O O Z L E E L, F I F F whatever. Yeah, yeah so. L E. You're, you're right. And Finch, one of my favorite bands, by the way. Uh, so it always holds a place in my heart. Rachel, uh, really quick, I, I got a quick question for you. I wanted to ask you earlier, and I forgot. If you could have yeah. one piece of equipment in the brewery right now that we don't, that you guys don't have, besides the pasteurizer, what would it be? Older. A cool ship. Oh. She's or, asking it, saying, "I want to." That go surprises me, actually. Or, that surprises or, me. Or floors that slope properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can just claim that that's a settling ocean uh, beach. Uh, I guess yeah. whatever you call it. the the island itself is settling, so it's just unproperly settled. Yeah, uh, I paid for definitely a cool ship. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I paid I for slip say, floors. You're probably just gonna get a lot of squeegee. <laughs> that might be. You could blame like, your contractor, Russ. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, no, honestly, uh, Fruiter Crafters of America, they have like a um, solid wood uh, cool ship that oh, they shit. make. Holy have shit! Have you seen it? Uh, you gotta go. You gotta go on their on their uh, Instagram and look at it. But uh, that we're thing following is, them. But I don't. I, I don't travel to it specifically. So now I will. Dude, they posted out. it about six months ago, and I'm I my comments on there is like uh, must have. That's that's what I want. <laughs> so. Followed up by Rachel's comments of must have, want have. Yeah. She Hashtag, said cool shit. Like that's not what I expected. So honestly, I'm, that makes me, that makes me really happy. There you go. I expected. Uh, I expected lagering takes is what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, but that's a side of lagering with, yeah. with, with a main course of cool ship. Uh, Rachel oh. Russ, you guys have been awesome, man. I really appreciate you guys time spending with us. Uh, best of luck on the festival coming up on Saturday. Uh, go to again, Oozle Finch on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything that you can find and uh, buy your tickets for Sourfest. There's probably uh, only a few left. And as soon as people get the word that this is actually happening and that, you know, everything's opening up, I guarantee you're going to have a flood of people in the next few days, you know, buying up the rest yeah. of those tickets that are yeah. available. Um, and thank you so much for sending the beers. Awesome, as usual. Uh, yes. I didn't think anything was going to be anything less than what we had down there. And uh, definitely when you're in the Virginia area, if you're in our local area and you're hearing the podcast tonight, 
uh, get down there. If you're down in Williamsburg, make the 25-minute trip, I guess, down there and go right to Fort Monroe, put it into the ways and find Ouzelfinch. You can't miss it. It's the only place that's actually like open <laughs> on the island besides that army barrack. So uh, check them out. Uh, Oozle Finch, uh, Beers and Blending. Thanks, guys, very much for joining Thank us Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. Thank you. This, yes, this is the word with Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. Check out the podcast. Uh, probably going to be up tomorrow on uh, Spotify, on iTunes, and, of course, with our boys at the Hopped Up Network. We're going to be live on June 4th and June 5th at the AC Beer Fest. You will not hear us live in studio or live either on a Zoom uh, until June 28th. So we're going to shoot that whole weekend. We're going to air it that birthday. following. Oh, there you go. Happy birthday. Right. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you guys uh, very, very soon. And, and again, if you guys are in the Northeast area, get your tickets for AC Beer Fest at AC Beer Fest on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, thanks to all our sponsors tonight. Pete, uh, I'm sorry, we'll start with Steve. Steve, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, well, if you're at a brewery in Virginia and you hear what sounds like somebody's uncle having a seizure, that's just a pig waiting to go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's Oozle Finch. Go grab a sour. Peter? Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. That's right. The pig. Yeah, <laughs> get the pig spayed or neutered. This is the word of Mike, Pete, and Steve. GovsRadio.com. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Please hang up and try again. Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.